Can I Kick It? This is a podcast about the film Shrek. My name is Jesse Catherine Weber, and I'm joined by <sighs> Andy Germuga. Number one Bronco Henry Stan Cullen Ashley. Jesus. And that's it. All right. All right. And that's yeah. it. We don't have Emilio. Yeah. <laughs> we do have yeah. a guest. Fuck. We do have a yeah, guest. Hello. We're joined You know by, him, you love him. Uh, Hi, guys. Yep. Hi, Jack Reed here. Uh, good to be back. Glad to be talking Shrek this week. Yeah. Host of Inkdaybees. Yeah, we're, uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. We're once in future, yeah. past and future host of, of Inkdaybees. Yes, uh, not current. Most no, recent not episode, current. most recent episode, still mine. Yeah, it, doing uh, great Katie numbers Turek's over team. there on Inkdaybees. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> yeah, do you do, do you want me to air this out already? The most recent episode of my podcast is Andy's, recorded in February, released in what May? I've got another know. one on there was Shakes the Clown that I've been sitting on. Sure. Um, and then, of course. Um, had had the four of you, uh, y'all uh, minus Emilio, who's not with us today, on to talk Shrek, which of course debuted at Cannes, um, and uh, we did so for several hours. For several we hours, for a long time. A lot of four, stuff we talked about it for a long time. I uh, was like, I was like, boy, this is great. I can't wait to release this. Sat on it for a while, rethought my life, um, and discovered <laughs> that the audio was corrupted beyond re- like any repair that I could do, unless I just put the four of you together. And like interjected my own thoughts, like recorded which months you should later. Do. Which I don't know if that's I sh- true. I don't know if it's worth. It. I don't think you should do that. <laughs> <laughs> but the, but what the listeners should know is that um, each of you, except maybe Jesse, I'm not sure. Um, each of you has like spoken to me once or twice in the last like six months to say, "Hey, did we break your show?" Um, and sure. you know, the answer is like literally yes, but in a figurative sense, I don't. I don't think so. Yeah. Yeah. I think, I mean, we all had Maybe bits. I haven't talked to you about it. I definitely <laughs> thought that we broke your show. <laughs> we all came in with a lot of convoluted bits. Jesse planned to read a whole children's book. I did a power hour. I forgot um, about the book, too. God, I did a very Jesus. earnest monologue yeah. about how Shrek the musical is good. <laughs> yeah, that is, I could release that. Um, but I might wait well, until you're. I might wait until you're dead and release that to the press. I'm not sure. Yeah, sure. Yeah. As evidence. Of my great taste. Yeah, yeah, sure. Whatever you want. Why it was okay that you ever killed you. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah. anyway, I've why been, the I've murderer been... of Andrew Gamiga was justified. <laughs> I've been thinking of this as penance. Uh, so you know, here yeah, I am. Yeah, to, to, yeah. Yes. Emilio's not here, but. He apologized on right. the record, so that's okay. Actually, yes. I do have a... I did think... I was like, oh, I guess we'll talk about Shrek at some point. And I knew he wasn't going to be here. So I did get a debriefing from Emilio on Shrek if we want that to be the bow. Because I can... You guys ready? Now? Sure. Now? Let's go for yeah, it. I'm gonna, yeah, yeah that, that way we can Shrek just put it to before, bed. We're going to finish the Shrek business, do news, and then talk about the movie that we're here to I talk just, about You know, it's, it's important. <laughs> All right, from yes. Emilio. Shrek was an interesting film, one with an admirable pro-outsider message, but overall I found it lacking, especially in comparison to the superior Shrek 2, something I think we all like agreed on. Yeah. Um, sure. As for our now decimated discussion about the film Shrek, it was one of the most puzzling times of my life. 
at the same time entertaining, beguiling, torturous, and strange. I apologize for everyone's behavior and would like to leave on the thought that somebody once told me the world was going to roll me as I was not the sharpest tool in the shed. She was looking kind of dumb with a finger on her thumb in the shape of an L on her forehead. Watch Mystery Men streaming now on Netflix and Peacock. Now, it is December 1st, so Mystery Men may not still be on that's Netflix true. and Peacock. But I, so, sorry. That's Consult Just problem. Watch if you're looking for Mystery yeah. Men. I No, Just Watch is like one of the worst things out there. Really not helpful. It's not great. You can you have to double check everything. But, you know, yeah. it's a good place to start. Send Andy a DM on Twitter.com. And, and I will tell look you it up. whether or not it is <laughs> yeah. streaming. Yeah. Anyway, that's that's all about Shrek. That episode will never see the light. Yeah, thank you. Yes. Yeah. Get out. Ms. Go Mom. see Puss in Boots. The Last Wish uh, next sure. fall only in theaters. Yeah. And I'm excited about what I'm supposed to talk about next on the pod on on, on, on Beats. So we'll. Yes. Uh, yeah. We have a really fun. I, you'll actually. This is very funny. You're the most recent released episode, and you will be one of the first back. Yes. <laughs> As is your plan. Back to back in. Yeah. I, I bring the numbers. The numbers don't lie. I keep checking the, them. The and Sweet Charity good. episode has like really, really good, or like good for me numbers. I'm, yeah. I'm delighted by it. Andy yeah. tells me he checks it every couple of months. I do. I'm very proud of it. Um, all right. So, news. All right. So, we have a little bit of news. Uh, first of all, Cameron Bailey is the new CEO of TIFF. Right. Congrats. Only anyone has anything to say. Yeah, congrats. Really sure. Hard. Couldn't have happened to a better guy. <laughs> you liked my tweet once. I think same. I can't say what that tweet was about, <laughs> right. or I'll get canceled. Do you want me to find that's out? Right. That's right. I do remember me. this. Um, yeah. What that essentially means, that's we maybe, think, is that he's essentially doing both jobs now, probably. I of think artistic so. Director it seems and like they're director? just not replacing. Right. I think they're not replacing. The and they're like giving him a promotion when there is nowhere up to go. So they're just creating something new that is they're calling a promotion. Right. Um, yeah. yeah. So, title inflation. Sure. Uh, great. That news done with. And the other piece of news is that uh, they are considering delaying Berlin because of the Omicron variant. Um, I have never heard that said out loud before. What a frightening sounding variant! Is that how it's that said? Way. Is it Omicron? <laughs> is it? It's is, Omicron, I, I believe. So. Yeah. Omicron. Mm. Uh it's Omicron. Oh, Omicron. 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 Yeah, there, there is only, yeah, yeah, yeah. First confirmed U.S. case of Omicron coronavirus variant detected in California. Right. It's here. Yeah, in case you guys didn't I believe know. it's, it's here. pronounced Amen Ball. <laughs> All right. <laughs> All right. All right. Anyway, yeah, the Omicron Shout out to anyone who watched the golf. The United States. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I guess so. <laughs> um, the person who got it, it does seem, uh, you know, was vaccinated but not boosted. So get your boosters and, uh, yeah. Yeah. Like yeah. yeah. Sorry, I just sure. took over that for you. Uh, no, I yeah. People would like, I mean, yes. I thought people would like a COVID report. Sure. Obviously, we're very concerned uh, you... about the safety of world health situation. Um, yeah. Sure. Yeah. You may notice that I uh, am, uh, have a, a some sort of cough. Yeah. It's not COVID, but yeah. it's bad. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Although you've been doing a pretty good job at keeping it like keeping it in while yeah. I'm here right now. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's not a constant cough. It's just like we're gonna talk for two hours, and at some point, I'm you know like almost vomit because I'm coughing All right. so hard. Great. Lovely. Um, yeah, but I yeah. guess. No word from, like, Sundance or anyone if they're going to make any changes or anything. Like, it's just yeah, Berlin so yeah. far. Um, but, yeah. I mean, the the main thing with Berlin is it sounds like they're unwilling to just do a virtual yeah, festival. Sundance is still, like, like, we'll go after Cannes if we Yeah, I mean, Sundance yeah. is just going to do whatever they were going to do, I feel, already. They're doing, 
I think like. 50-50 again or whatever? Like, well, they're doing everything. everything no, no, it's, every, it's 100 and 100. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, which is actually, they yeah. haven't announced anything. Though, I no. still, I think they're going to do the TIFF thing. Where they're like, they're but like, the good stuff, like, <laughs> we're not going to put like online. five special <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah, probably. I mean, you know, that's their right. It's fine. Whatever. Yeah, and I'll, I mean, yeah. look, yeah. we don't need to get into it. Sundance's yeah. lineup, the good stuff, depending on what that is, it's like, we don't need to see this year's uh, yeah. Me or the Dying it, Girl online or whatever. I don't even know what it, what it could be this year. I actually genuinely can't think of what is like um, yeah. laying in wait. There's there might be holdovers after Yang. Yeah. Um. There's some stuff. Yeah. I mean, like, I guess if there is like a an a, an only in person section, mm-hmm. then like. Guadagnina is not out of the question. Oh, sure. Reichert's not out of the question. Is that done? The Reichert? I th- or? Uh, I assume it will yeah, be. Yeah, I mean, it can't by... have taken long. I just didn't know when they started. Yeah, it yeah. shot in, like, May, I oh, feel okay. like. Oh, okay, yeah. Then, well, who knows? That'd or be great. June or July or something. Cool. Yeah, I but that. I feel, like I don't know. I feel like Can is somewhat likely to be like, we need to finally put Kelly Reichert in competition. Yeah, that'd be great. But speaking so, of can, that's the news. Yeah, speaking we're about to talk can. a movie about a movie that didn't play. Yeah. Exactly. Oh, right. yeah. <laughs> well, well, why didn't it play? I'm so confused. Netflix, baby. Glenn, I know. I know Netflix the movie. Same reason. It's not gonna. Yeah, win. we haven't. We have not yet mentioned said the name. Sure. Right we're in talking the about Beckett. I got my way. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> it's the Beckett cast, everybody. Jack loves Beckett. We have to talk about Beckett. I just, now. I am all about Beckett, starring uh, John David Washington. Washington. Yeah, well, Washington. Yeah, uh, I, I love it. Did you forget his last A great names? film. Uh, <laughs> only on Crackle. I don't know. I all I know about Beckett is that I, I know it's JDW, and I know that Colin is like nuts about it right now. That's all I know. I mean, yeah. Look, we'll talk about Beckett in the plug section. I'm sure. Um, <laughs> Have you not plugged it already? Plug Netflix original. I plugged it. I yes. believe Beckett's been plugged. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, enough of this funny business. We're here to talk Power of the Dog. Yes, Jane, Jane Campion's Campion latest is now available on Netflix for all the world to see. Yeah. Uh, if you right? have a Netflix a, subscription. <laughs> I mean, yeah, oh, yeah. or if you want to yeah, move one off of someone. Or a torrent client. Yeah, if you're still bumming it off your ex from like 12 years ago or something. Yeah, if yeah. you have a password, if you have a login. And, um, you know... We brought Jack on because Jack is a well-known Campion acolyte, I would say, would be the description. Tell us a little bit about your history, because it's like you're a fairly, like, recent convert to her, right? Yeah, well, so, kind of. I will also, like, step by step, I guess. So, I, um, the the piano is a film um, that I have, like, a very weird, like, connection to Mm -hmm. um, uh, that I, like, don't know if I should, like, say on air because I don't actually think it's that interesting um but it's not like a connection to the making of the film it's just like oh this is like weirdly it weirdly plays a significant role um in like a section of my my life um but that's less interesting than like actually loving the work um and then I saw Bright Star well fuck it I'll just say it the piano was the film that my parents saw the night they decided to get divorced which I don't think is like yeah um which I don't think is like I don't think it has anything to do with that but I like 
you know, and also they didn't really decide to. Whatever, we're not going to air out my uh, my family history here. Sure. <laughs> you know, you don't decide to get divorced. You well, love or whatever. You know, I know like, we said there was uh, only four of us, but we do have a few guests to come in. <laughs> <laughs> Mom, reunited. Yeah, what no. are you doing here? <laughs> they, they've, news, always, they've always lived uh, fifteen minutes from each other. It's very funny. Um, anyway, but I I saw Bright Star in theaters when I was in college. I walked like three miles in the snow because I had heard how fucking good this movie was. I was uh, back early from winter break. Went to walk to go see it at this uh, this theater in Greensboro, North Carolina. Fell flat on my ass. Like cried so hard. Walked back and and, and cried the whole way home. I mean, a beautiful movie. And then it took me a while to really get around to to everything else. But um, it is. I would say like my my love of her work is like a fairly recent in the last like two years thing. Um, but I uh, I did uh, one of my earliest episodes of Ain't Debuts, the show that I. Um, did a lot last year and, and we'll be you know we'll be getting back into um, soon once like my life balances out a little bit um, had a very busy year um, I did an episode of um, on Sweetie um, her theatrical debut um, yes. Two Friends of course is her television film debut and, and some like Cohen would say that it is the proper um, and I think that's fully fair um, great both great movies um, but I did that with Kat uh, who of course has been a guest on this show um, and I uh just uh really i adore her work um a lot i uh i my my favorite movie is holy smoke which is which is an incredibly uh a bizarro pick i yeah. think um um but um it, uh uh colin i know you see andy and jesse i forget have you guys have you seen holy? Yeah, yeah, yeah yeah you told me to watch holy smoke. i have That's not what yet i thought seen holy i could smoke. not remember um it is it is a movie that means a lot to me for like we for like reasons that I can't even fully pin down and that's kind of Campion's vibe is um yeah, she indeed. has this very mystical strange approach to uh to like human sexuality and passion and like feminine desire and um the faults of masculinity which like is is one of the many things this this movie that we are talking about is mm-hmm. about um and yeah, all of that I mean no go ahead no go ahead I was going to say, uh, in terms of that, that uh, uh, just before we were talking, we were talking with some other friends about Power of the Dog, mm-hmm. and uh, past and future guest Daniel Foster referred to it as slippery, Ooh. and I think yeah. that kind of applies to yeah. most of her filmography. Yeah, I mean, her movies are, like, don't fit into easy boxes, like, you can, you can, mm-hmm. intru- I mean, and, and Power of the Dog has, like, a lot of the motifs. It's her first movie in 12 years, so I think people are really hungry to like attach it to other things there's you know obviously the piano connection but there's also these you know gorgeous landscapes these like portraits of, of broken masculinity all this mm-hmm. stuff um that is just really beautiful but it is the first film of hers that has a, a a male character at the center of it um and it's um i mean it's really really stunning and her work is um the kind of thing that i like i cannot pretend and you know like i am smart enough to like crack it all open and explain it all but it is like she, her work is my favorite of any like living filmmakers to talk about and dig through and try and figure out. Um, slippery is such a good word for it because like, I, I just rewatched power of the dog this evening before we started. And, um, you know, it is gorgeous. And like, I, I feel like I was seeing it anew and I was watching it on my TV, which like is a hard place to like, feel like yeah. you're, you're rediscovering, mm-hmm. uh, something profound. Like you can't yeah. beat it in theaters, but it's, um, yeah, I'm just I'm very excited to to be here talking about this. I know that at this point, I think you guys really do have like your um, your pick of like who you want to talk about stuff. So I'm very honored to be here. 
Um, and uh, I will be shredding those photos that I have. Uh, so thank you guys for having me. Yeah. Great. Yeah. It is a weird thing yeah. I was talking about because uh, I saw it at New York. Um, mm -hmm. And it was in one of the smaller theaters that they have for the festival. Right. The smallest one. Um, and Howard Gilman. Yeah, Howard Gilman. And it was, uh, I was like, I can't. I mean, it's uh, we, we. There's a lot to get into when you talk about something mm -hmm. like this, especially right. this year where there's discourse of seeing things in theater versus at home. Right. And I was like, it's. I was just finding it hard to imagine what the experience would be like at home. Yes. But then when I was, I didn't rewatch the entire thing. I was sort of uh, just skimming through scenes mm -hmm. and watching <laughs> yeah. bits. Um, but I think Campion is just such a great director who has such like a handle on nuance mm -hmm. that it is still uh incredibly effective at yeah. home i don't know if it's because i have the luxury to look back and remember the experience right um but then there's also things like watching like skimming through on like a laptop like that you can just see finer details like looking yeah. closer uh and like having the you know being able to pause and like do stuff like that that mm -hmm. i think helps for her um definitely yeah we've talked about a few of her movies right um, yeah let's go through it we talked about we talked bright about star, bright star. Bright oh star. yeah we star talked about bright star first yeah. when we did our 2009 yeah experiment have you, done <laughs> a full, have you guys done a full-fledged uh piano app yet because we have I not mean, that's, no we haven't i mean that's the, the first the yeah. piano has I mean, not been discussed. I, I, I do, and I'm, I'm not going to put my name out for that because that, there are so many people who should be talking about that movie. I mean, you guys could get, you know, fucking, you could probably get Obama to talk about it or some some big guest. Sure. Yeah, um, yeah, I mean, I bet he, bet he, I bet he loves it. But uh -huh. um, you got it. You got it at some point. And maybe on like the 20th or something or the 30th, God, that's coming up. Um, in a couple of years, but you got it. You got to do it. Oh, anniversary. Anniversary. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah like sorry. the 30th of December? What? Like, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, I right mean, you, New we're, years. we are, I mean, uh, I assume you guys will still be doing the show in 2023. That's 30 years from, from yeah. You know, I, I assume you will be. Um, friends forever. Uh, uh, you know, um, it, you, you absolutely should. And yeah, um, anyway, go on. There's certainly things that could get us to still be doing it in 2020. Sure, yeah, money. What a, what a beguiling <laughs> yeah. romantic drama. Anyway. Uh, um, yeah. Anyway, continue. Sort of continue. like, her, uh, you know, piano, obviously mm -hmm. historic in the sense that she was the first woman to win Palme d'Or, and that yeah. one was a split win that yeah. year. Um, right. Who Who's the other winner? I really cannot remember. Um... It's Julia Duker now. Okay, well... No, no, from... Uh, no, the other yeah, weird... Yeah, yeah. It's uh, Chen Kaige for... Uh... Which one is it? I don't oh, yeah. know. But then no one had no female director had won it right. since... Until this year. Yeah. yeah. Um, until she uh, what they... was like the first female director ever nominated, I believe, for the Oscar. Yeah, yeah I think so. Um, uh, no, uh, or... uh, no um, um, for an Oscar? No, Lena Wormiller was first oh, in sure. the 70s. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Right. Um, but, Colin, um... you were... Oh, go ahead. Well, no, yeah, if yeah. you had piano thoughts, go ahead. No, 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 not piano yeah. thoughts. Um, 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 just about watching it at home, like, sure. a, very, a very quick thought was, like, I really was so curious, like, is this going to... People have talked about how this is, like... I think there's, like, a nice way to put what people want to... Like, when people want to say something is slow, um, they'll say, like, methodically mm -hmm. paced or whatever. Yeah. I do not find this movie to be that at all, but I no. was kind of curious, will it play that way at home? 
Not at all. I mean, it clips. It really, really moves so well. Yeah. It is also yeah. still I mean, fucking it's... beautiful at home in a way that I really was not expecting. Jesse, I sent you a screenshot uh-huh. that I took, like, not even on my computer or anything. I took a picture of my TV. Yes. And it's like, mm-hmm. this is still just fucking stunning to look at. Like, somehow. And that just, even, especially with, like, Netflix, um, it doesn't yeah. fit into that Netflix right. box at all. And it's just yeah. No, it certainly does yeah. not look like a Netflix. I mean, no. I did... It, weirdly in the theater i did find it to be kind of slow sure. and then for whatever reason at home i yeah. did not at all yeah. um, i and i felt like oh this might not work for me at home but i should try it again yeah. and just like any reserve i don't even know what reservations i think my reservation was just this is kind of boring yeah. even <laughs> though it's good and then i watched it again and yeah. i was like no it's not yeah, yeah. what an I, idiot would like to get back to our our history with Campion on the podcast yes, before we do. get, Sorry. get yeah, back sure. into that. Yeah. So yeah, we yeah you want me to you want me to say that we talked about Sweetie and I stopped watching it twenty minutes in because I was like this shit is annoying. <laughs> I, is I don't remember that. I, I didn't remember that specifically. We talked actually, about it for one of our birthday. <laughs> I want to talk yeah, about that's that. what um, Right, that was a birthday episode movie. Um, right, and I remember mm-hmm. like yeah, I was like. That was one I had a little bit of a harder time with. I was very taken with the lead performance, but I didn't yes. quite yeah. love the movie. Um, I like Bright Star pretty well. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, I know yeah. Cullen like loved Bright that Star. That is my favorite of her stuff. Yeah. Uh, um, and then we, we... Yeah, I mean, my Bright Star thing was that one I do think is boring. Sure. That's fair. My, Even though I like um, it. When my wife found out that I... Like, when I was, like, getting really hardcore into Campion, um, she knew that I already loved Bright Star, and she's she's like wow yeah what a beautiful movie it's great that you love that abby cornish really sucks in it doesn't she oh. and i'm like she's not divorce <laughs> divorce, I, divorce, I divorce. She, she is not the she does not she should not be more interesting than john keats i'll say that and that's really no. sexist and bad of me but you know that you're, is... you, you make that movie with wisha and you you know what that movie needs to orbit around sorry but i also think she's very good in it yeah so. she's like the best performance sure. of that movie maybe paul schneider beats her out um wow do but, you think uh, that's besides wisha or like overall just in general. Wow. She, okay. I think she is incredible. Right. I remember. Yeah. I think Cullen I mean, was really pushing great. for her to win our actress. Yes, this or whatever, was the famous we and was like yeah. so baffled yeah. that none of like, us. We need to get Cornish. No, she's like the clear. I mean, she's Schneider's no. Yeah. Oh, Schneider. I mean, yeah. Schneider yeah. Well, that's like part of his miracle run too. So much better. Like that's part of his miracle run that Parks and Rec just completely derailed, and now he's dead. So I guess sure. And then we also talked about yeah, we talked about the second season of Top of the Lake specifically. The better part of our Nicole. Yeah. Perfect. We don't need to get into that, really. <laughs> one except... of the best things she's made. <laughs> I mean, Gwendolyn Christie in it, one of the best performances. Sure. I think... The f- yeah. Right. The first season of The Top Flight was the first Campion thing I ever, ever consumed. Because mm. I remember yeah. I was very into Prestige TV at the time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and once... I didn't, I, it was on Sundance, and I didn't have that initially. But once it hit Netflix, I, like binged it in like a weekend yeah. and was very taken it was with it the first time i knew her name and i was like oh is she the bright star that makes sense like yeah that was, yeah. yeah when i really um, bright star was my first when we did it last year and then yeah. i've only there's still two i haven't seen i still have not seen angel at my table or portrait of a lady yeah i'm but, still missing uh, several um this oh, i'm missing yeah it. my um my local like rep house that's at the george eastman museum 
yeah. which is attached to the it has the Dryden Theater. They show old old stuff. So they did a little mini Jane Campion retrospective of three movies this year. Mm-hmm. They showed all three on on thirty five. They showed Sweetie, which I didn't see because I had watched it, and also I missed, course, didn't yeah. know it is happening yet. Uh, yeah. But then uh, they showed the piano and they showed um, Portrait of a Lady, both on on film, which I went and I went and saw both of those, and that was. Those are the and that's the entirety of my Campion experience up until you, you really loved Portrait, didn't you? Yeah, and then I like yeah. wrestled a little, piano. I was like sort of wrestling with wasn't yeah. sure like do I like really like this? Do I like this okay? Like there was it was sort of but then I was like immediately blown away by Portrait of a Lady. Like right. that was, was was I was like oh everyone must think this is clearly her masterpiece of masterpieces. Yeah, and then was very baffled to see that that was not the I mean, consensus opinion. Uh, I saw that for the first time this year. My my grand grandmother um was an enormous henry james fan yeah uh, and that's like one of you know that's one of her what well, was one of her favorite books of all time and all i really knew about it was that she hated that movie right and i saw for the first time <laughs> earlier this year was my my blast campaign blind spot before dog came out and i remember thinking like sorry grandma you're fucking wrong yeah <laughs> you know it's great yeah perfect movie. yeah yeah grandma's often wrong yeah absolutely yeah Sure. Yeah, I mean, I, before we started the podcast, had only seen The Piano, mm-hmm. and I, I will take another look at that. You should. Wait, wait for the 4K. Like I watched it on, right. I watched the Netflix yeah. print a couple weeks ago, right after Dog, because I was just so in the zone, and I was like, I, you know, I love this movie. Um, I cannot watch it looking like this again. Like, the Netflix print is just not good. And so, yeah, wait for the 4K in, a, in like, a month or two. Right. And then yeah. we did so, the stuff we talked about for the podcast. Mm-hmm. And I was like, eh, none of this really works for me. And yeah. so then before Power of the Dog, I asked you, like, what should I watch that okay. might get I do remember this now. the zone yeah. for Power of the Dog? And you said, I guess maybe Holy Smoke. Yeah. And then I watched Holy Smoke, and I was like, oh, the same as like the Andy portrait of a lady yeah. response. I was like, oh, this is. I mean, I more understand why people are uh, appalled by that oh, movie, but I was yeah. like, this thing is insane. Yes, it is. is so it is good. incredible, and I, I will not like turn this into a holy smoke podcast. But I will say that if you have not seen it, you absolutely should. I think it is really yeah. stunning. It is like in a weird way. I think the way I described it to Cat when we were doing um, that episode of Ain't Debuts. Um, was that I think of it as like sort of like a, a weird pseudo response to something like Eat, Pray, Love, which is about like the hope of trying to find out more about your own identity in another part of the world, but like adopting other, you know, other people's right. culture. But really just like what it means to go so far up your own ass and just get completely lost in yes. your own bullshit that you actually come out the other end, maybe having realized something or not mm-hmm. and like she uh, kate winslet right. in that is just beautiful and, and it's my favorite harvey Keitel performance like bar none um oh winslet yeah i yeah. mean the it is it's just like winslet and Keitel, both the characters yeah. and the performances like needling each other yeah. it's it's, uh, it's incredible. and that's why it's i like, yeah. that's why i recommended that um you know as a as sort of a pre-rec for power of the dog right. which is so i know the book really well i read it in college for a class and really loved it and and really like thomas savage's books and i am i do have a copy of the book sitting next to me i i did tell you guys up front yeah that we I'm, should say that before we yeah. started recording you held up the book and color was like you can still get that <laughs> yeah. it doesn't have a wikipedia page. Was I was that, like you can get the power of the dog book um but i you know i i was so we, when yeah, i saw we the need movie, to take Colin to a library one day it'll blow yeah, his mind yeah. okay <laughs> the story i was when i saw the movie i was like i want to know more about this and I like looked yeah. it up. 
up and like there was no Wikipedia. Well, page no, that's I mean, Savage, Thomas Thomas Savage is one of those writers who is like you know was loved at a, you know once upon a time, but is not really part of the American canon anymore. Even though he like resembles so many like popular writers like you know McCarthy and and Charles Portis and and these other mm-hmm. guys. But um, I love this book. I did tell you guys I wasn't gonna like you know go deep into it, even though at one point I did think about doing that for this episode, but I don't want it to be one-sided and i also like i'm so taken by what she does with this as an adaptation yeah um, that like i really think approaching it as like that sort of closed reading is important um so i do like i do i mean i do have this book with me next next to me here for a reason but we'll, we'll get to that later mm-hmm. um but um that's why i suggested holy smoke jesse because that is like a what, what you say about them needling each other is so it's not quite the same because it's much more bombastic, but it's so similar. It's to almost what's like going a screwball on. comedy. <laughs> yes, and and it's very well, and, and not in dog, but like that's no, so yeah. similar to what's going on with uh, with Peter and Phil. This like this weird mm-hmm. subtle back and forth where like they're they're both trying some. There's some kind of gamesmanship that you're not sure like how to define, but you know that it's there, and the resolution right. of it. And is, you can like never. Yeah. T- I mean, yeah, you can like never tell in Power of the Dog we're right. gonna spoil the yeah, movie someone yeah. in holy smoke you just like never have any no idea. it's like it what weird. i like i i watched that movie and i'm still just like i don't know what either of you are trying to do and it's yeah. so good yeah. yes yeah. um yeah. but yeah power of the dog is so good andy i'm do you guys mind if i pivot to andy real quick and ask a question please you, sure you watched it for please. the first time at home very recently right no, I watched it for you the first get... time in the theater yesterday. You got to see it in the theater. Okay, yes. I was... I, okay, and I only have seen it, it the once. Sure. I've only wa- I watched it the one okay. time in the theater yesterday. Okay, cool. I was going to ask like what your experience with it was like yeah. just seeing it at home, but that being said, uh, I'll, I guess I'll just go fuck myself. Um, sure. Okay, great. I have okay. nothing to offer you on that question. I'm sorry. Okay, cool. Cool, um, cut this out. <laughs> great. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, I guess, yeah, Power of the Dog, like, it's been, it premiered at Venice, I guess we should yeah. say. Like, it... Um, mm-hmm. Did it win Venice. anything? She won best yeah, director, she won right? Yeah. Um, yeah, right. And it's like it's done the full fall festival circuit. It's yep. been very well received I all along the way. It yeah, it was centerpiece at New right. York. Right, it was a, a one of the finalists for People's Choice at TIFF. Um, mm-hmm. uh, it's yeah, it's it's it was yeah, it was very well received at Telluride, yeah. which is interesting. Yeah. Um, and it's it seems like it's Netflix's main awards play this year. Well, yeah, uh, well, I, we'll it, see yeah. about well, okay. I, I, right. I have this in my notes, but like, you know, the reason it didn't play can is the same reason that I don't think, even with like interest in Belfast waning, it, it, Power of the Dog is, I don't think, gonna win Best Picture. I really, well, it won't be Belfast. It's I, not gonna be Belfast, I think but the like, reason the Netflix curse is real still, I feel. I feel well, like so okay. I think Don't Look Up might win. I do also that think would that Steven <laughs> I know. do also think that Steven Spielberg might just be like a Netflix movie cannot be. I also I mean based on the reaction I mean this that's why is that why Green Book won is he was like Roma I, can't win. I really I, I mean that's win. my thing. I think after this week I think it is entirely possible that West Side Story walks away with it. I, I it's Very or, possible. you know we don't away really, with it, whatever. It's yeah. possible. Yeah. It's rare for us to go so deep on like prognostication and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know that's something. My you guys um, my thought is I yeah. think it's there's three Netflix movies that I think are going to do very well at the yeah. Oscars, and it's going to be this and Don't Look Up yeah. and Lost Daughter. Oh, I didn't realize Lost Daughter was I Netflix. Think so. Yeah, I mean, Lost yeah. Daughter yeah. might be yep. too cool for the Oscars. 
You guys, on, you guys all saw Cleaned Lost Up at the Gotham. Only Andy is. I haven't no, seen it. Only Andy okay. saw us. I'll be seeing it again next week, too. I'll be seeing it again before any of the rest of us see it. Um, well, I mean, and I, I think she has a good shot at director. I mean, like a Netflix director has. Yeah, that, I, I think would, I. I'd buy that yeah, she could I would. I would say, in fact, that, that she, I mean, it, I try not to like psych myself out, but I, you know, I, I think she is probably has like the best chances of anybody, and I would be so thrilled. Well, for her, but... so if Don't Look Up wins, then yeah, she probably wins director. Yeah. If Licorice Pizza or West Side Story win, then Spielberg or Paul. Yeah, Thomas that's probably. Well, see, I think PTA director. is just taking screenplay this year. I think that's. I think that's the narrative. More yeah, than but anything. he could also get. It's possible. He could, there are like we yeah. also could be just giving them way too much credit, and Belfast it's... could just sweep. <laughs> like, I mean, that's yeah. also yeah. Really it could possible. be the most boring. So, well, Belfast has proven itself. Well, so Speaking of, it, so since we're on this, I mean, you know, the the biggest loss cause in the race, and the one for me that is most heartbreaking, is that there's no way Cumberbatch wins at all. Like at this point, there's no, no it's, chance. Yeah. It's yeah. too bad, and it's that's it fine because like what Smith is doing is like serviceable and fine, and like it's you know it would be nice for him to have an Oscar. Yeah, yeah, yeah he should have won for Ali, but the speech will be better now, so it's it's fine. It really is, but like. Cumberbatch's. He'll talk about how he threw up when he had sex so much. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, I wrote that. I wrote that speech for him just in case. Uh, yeah, he does do that. It's like, um, it was like I was nutting and puking at the same time. Um, Cumberbatch is so good, though. I mean, in this. yes, and, yes. and it's it's yeah. the, what part of what makes him so good is that like when I read this book, well, you know, I read this book forever ago. I heard she was making it. Heard he was going to be in, and I was like, wait, what the fuck? Like, it really did not make any sense to me, like on the page whatsoever. Right. And he is. I mean, I, I haven't read the book, but, like, wh- when it was first announced, it was him and Dano, Dano and, and Moss. Moss. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then they both left, and I was like, he's the one you're keeping? He's kind of the reason she, I mean, beyond, like, loving the book, she was like, it's gotta be him. Like, he was the guy from day one. I mean, she was right. She was right. But, Trust I mean, the process. Incredible. <laughs> um, yeah. yeah. Um, but it's, it's, it's sad, but I like, I do think Dunst has like maybe the highest shot right now and that would be great. So, you know, um, yeah, yeah, sure. yeah. Yeah. yeah, um, but yeah, I mean, and the reason I like bring that up is like, yeah. I think it is interesting cause she does like Campion in general, obviously I am maybe, well, I guess maybe me and Jesse are roughly the same in terms of like being the more in the, has not seen everything side, yeah. but right. like, I think about the piano and my reaction to that mm-hmm. and knowing that movie's history as both a festival awards favorite and a Oscars awards favorite. Yeah. Yeah. And I look yeah. at this movie and I think it's very, very interesting that like the these two movies I think can be paired and twinned a lot. Uh, there's yes, like they're very much so. in conversation with each other. Mm-hmm. And it's interesting that she's able to not compromise obviously at all on like what her artistic like mission and 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 all that is like she is not yeah. stooping at all to make something that is a crowd pleaser but right. she is still yes. able to when she finds the right material i guess create something that does just seem to strike a chord and resonate with like yeah at, yep. if not like a popular like a real populist thing but like mm-hmm. People who like it, basically everyone right. like, who if is Power of the Dog wins an Oscar, then like most people will be like, "What the fuck is that?" Right, but it is some sort of something that people who like seek out art film of any kind or whatever. It seems right. like yeah. something like that that like almost everyone can agree on is yeah. has is is something yeah. that's like worth wrestling with and is really exciting mm-hmm. and is the the work of like a real artist and that sort of thing like well, it's yeah. it's very interesting to me that yeah that she is able to 
create these things that really just like capture a moment and like mm. that people are really ready to like wrestle with and engage with yeah, um right and also has yeah wh- yeah and the right and the, like she can do that and also like spend like 15 years borderline in the land of being a vulgar auteur. Yeah, it is the thing right. of, like, she yeah. took such this long break uh, from film, um, but she was making TV, obviously, that's, like, mm-hmm. you get right. sucked yeah. into that. And, like, um, a couple of short films and stuff. Like, you know, she's yeah, working. Um, yeah. And it is just a fascinating thing of, like, one of the greatest living filmmakers... Uh, making what's like almost inarguably like one of her five best movies. Yeah, <laughs> one of her, I mean, like no, even completely. higher maybe. Like I, mean, I guess yeah. it's one of her five best. Movies. I mean, she has like ten. Well, yeah, it's... but I mean, like it is such an interesting thing yeah. of like I. It feels like an easy comparison, maybe. Yeah. But like the thing with like the Irishman of like, if you told me like a great director was making a Netflix movie. I would be nervous. I'd be like, yeah. what is going to, like, will it look good? Will it be real? Like, yeah. they, will there are few people into who memes? I think, like, yeah. yeah, I mean, well, I mean, that's already happening with this, I think, as well. Um, not as, not I, as much as I kind it, of feared. I think it's, I mean, it's only day one of it being on Right, it's early yeah, in that cycle. Right. The Bronco yeah. Henry well, memes are, are Marriage Story, come, it did but, happen day well, one. Well, yeah, Marriage I Story, think. I think, because it was, they, they had TIFF and, like, all that buzz and, like, yeah. they had... Sure. I feel like that was just like the the moment for that movie, yeah. um, but like there is that concern I think with Netflix or even like not even I just don't know. who who would your example be of like a great director who Netflix broke? Um, I don't know. I don't know happened. if they're. I don't know. Like I don't know outside those two who I would. It depends even... on like how you feel about Marriage Story. No, I'm kidding. Um, I mean, uh, well, you like because yeah, he's, because I, like I because I also don't like I don't like that movie much, but I do think that like he'll he's still Noah Baumbach at the end of the day. Um, and he also made he made uh, their Marriage he made Story he made until Netflix. this year I think their best movie. So yeah, you know. Um, Right. Yeah. yeah I mean, is a masterpiece. It, and now he's making fucking white noise. Is, is white noise is for Netflix, right? So I had to make sure. Like it is. Yes, okay, it's for Netflix. So. Okay, cool. Bombach um, is an interesting case because I don't know how high I would regard him. Yeah. Generally. Um, yeah. Even though I do uh, love. A I bit think of his he's movies. made great movies both with and before. Yeah, sure. Yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah. I do love. Uh, Meyerowitz is one I love. I did forget yeah, about that's my that. Favorite. But still, like, that almost. I mean, this is just getting into sort of a conversation about Netflix as a whole. I I do just think that she not did the impossible, but just, like... She's not compromised at all with this. No, yeah. Like, I I maybe am putting zero faith in the corporation to, like... Let the artist do what the art. I mean, I think that's like, fair. Once. Though, you know? Yeah, I mean, when I you consider how fair, how much they all like, look the same, it's like not all yeah. of them, but like you know, like it is, um, you know, you. Uh, okay, here's a movie I like by a director that I I think just fully bought into. Like, I'll just go ahead and say I like the old guard just fine, but like she also is buying into that visual style in a way that like made it easy for her to make that movie. I think you know what I mean. So like, sure. I wouldn't say she's broken by it, but that's that's a weird example for me because I like Gina Prince by the way, but also I think she came in wanting to make a movie that looked like that. So it's kind of hard for me to think about that as a compromise, but I do think they exist, you know, like, okay, here's an example. Um, 
the uh, the green room guy, Jeremy Saulnier. Saulnier, yeah. So oh, hold the dark sure. looks. I mean, like, he's obviously like trash. Right. Like it looks. I so guess bad. that's the thing is yeah. like if you're like a an a like promising young director, right. yes, then I'm worried. Right, right, if right. you're Martin Scorsese or Jane Campion yeah, or even Noah Baumbach, then like no, I'm not worried. Right, but you know, the green room is a movie I think like looks really beautiful, even with like it being as dark as it is. But like hold the dark mm-hmm. looks really crummy, and you have to like. Like it, 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 you know, the the snow is sure. just so bad, like bad, like badly um, photographed, and all yeah. of it is just like just, just garbage. Like, and 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 that kind of sucks because that feels like something where they were like, here's what, here's the palette that you have to work within. But yeah, that is a different example because he's not yeah. these other people. Um, Colin, I totally see what you're saying about this. That, you know, the she, I I think she is someone who um, lost a lot of work over the last ten years. Like, I don't know quite what the story is, but she you know like tried to get a few things made that didn't get made and ne- is there like there's not like a like a lynn ramsey jane got no there's nothing like, like that it's just like you know there. it's going in for meetings and nothing really clicking and her deciding to take this bbc mm-hmm. show that or not take it but you know like she get, got Pretty the right. chance yeah. to create a bbc show and and took it and made like you know 14 beautiful episodes of, of a great thing and worked on that a lot and that's like that like length is the output a lot of directors have in 10 years or 10 or 12 years anyway right. so it's not like we were missing her, but as far as like getting a movie made, yeah, Netflix, this does seem mm-hmm. to be like one of the few times where Netflix was like, "You, we want you to make your movie. We want you to make the thing you want." And what I think is so interesting about it, and Andy, you were kind of speaking to this, is that a lot of people are walking out of this and are like surprised by it. Maybe not just because it's their one of their first campions, but also because it is like we we think we're going to see a movie about like you know what what masculinity and the 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 waning days of the old west looks like Mm -hmm. and this is not a movie that is particularly violent it is not a movie that is like Mm -hmm. uh doesn't have a lot of tension beyond like glances and like sound you know this is not it it, like they never trip the kid um i was you know watching this shot of cody smith mcphee walking throughout you know walking through all the other cowboys very fast and like the the camera just on his legs and you're like holy shit they're gonna trip him never happens of punches never thrown in this movie and i think it's like i was talking to someone who's very surprised by the fact that this is like almost an incredibly gentle movie and we are trained i think to see these settings whether they're from like a great filmmaker or not and expect like an ungodly amount of tension which there is but not in the way that we expect from movies now which i think is one of the things that makes it feel unlike a lot of netflix or streaming stuff you know yeah there's like i mean there's Uh just i think it has to do with her genius is that there's such an inherent tenderness to everything that she makes Mm -hmm. no matter how bleak the situation is um yeah like i mean that is like why her movies can be so thorny or slippery i think Mm -hmm. is because she plays the balance so well that it is almost like something that you haven't seen before and it's like yeah Mm-hmm. I there's like you almost like I almost like don't even have like the the knowledge to like think about what she's doing to like where right. in a bit of like a moment of ignorance that I'll admit <laughs> as I'm want to do here I was like <laughs> I'm tricked so much by the intimacy and the tenderness of the movie yeah. that when I was like talking to people about it they were talking about how at the end 
uh, when Cumberbatch is murdered, I was like, it was murder. I was like, of course it was murder. <laughs> it wasn't an accident. Well, he did it on so, purpose. Well, yeah, and well, I was like, look, how did I not think this. about this? The book, does, the book even plays fast and loose with that. And like, I, I think it's, I think it is abundantly clear that yes, it, it is, it is murder. But at the same oh, time, yeah. like, yeah. They, the, like she and like, and, and Thomas Savage want you to, um, be thinking less about the act itself even though it's like very clear why it happens it's like one of the most it's it's, it's there's yeah. no mystery behind mm-hmm. that behind that decision um there's yes. maybe a little bit of mystery behind like you know how how long has this been percolating yada yada and i think right. it's a testament yeah. to cody smith mcphee's performance that like yeah. i never really think much about that stuff i don't think about how calculated he is even though he is yes it I, is when, yeah. when that moment happens you're thinking really of the like pain of this like horrible man which is a uh, yeah. magic trick of mm-hmm. performance and like filmmaking and writing it's so, it's so yeah. yeah the ending yeah is interesting like i d- did not get really the ending until like i like looked at the wikipedia plot summary afterwards yeah. i was like okay i still sort of see how because it's you know it's very quick obviously mm-hmm. like, yeah. it's I, like i mean that is, it yeah. ends so suddenly it's yeah, yeah. yes it's um, very it's, bad. yeah it's like he drives it's literally they drive off yeah. and then Plemons is picking yeah. out a car. it's crazy it's, it's very crazy. and i, mean, I yeah. like and there's a ton of that stuff cut like she is it's she's so expedient with this text like i was flipping through it right. and i was like man she made the mm. right decision doing yeah. it this way it's and so it's good. interesting because like i was maybe not in like the greatest mental state i've ever been in like watching a movie sure. especially a challenging movie like this sure. so like yeah. There was points towards the end where I was like, my mind was on other things. I was thinking like, and so I made, I, it, that combined with like the quickness did make me feel like I was maybe missing something at the end. Sure, and yeah. like, I mean, and I didn't I, quite get it all the way. With um, every one of her movies, I feel that even the ones that I love deeply, she is a filmmaker who like, I don't have a set. She's made eight features. I don't have a set like ranking or anything like that i have my favorite and then i think the piano is like you know just just so incredible and undeniable but also like portrait of a lady and and in the cut like like flip for me a lot and then sweetie Mm -hmm. is like when i watched it i was like maybe this is my least favorite but also i think i underrated it it is constantly changing for me and just the act of watching her movies feels that way too it is like daniel said like slippery it is it is about like it is this experience of like thinking you have a movie figured out and then realizing shit i don't actually like fully have this figured out either and maybe she fully doesn't which i think is a sign of a really good artist who doesn't ever want to feel finished with something something that she's really good at yeah yeah and then there is like in that ending like when they're at the funeral and Plemons is like he wants you to come over for dinner or whatever yeah the doctor's like we'll have the report back but my guess is like you know, and he and he's like he. I forget what he says exactly, but then the he's like he didn't handle. Right. Yeah, anthrax, right? Yeah. And he's like he didn't handle yes. any dead animals, and it's just like he did. He had the fucking hide that was bad, yeah. Yeah. and he had an yes. open, open wound. wound. Yeah, yeah. And he was pulling the rope, and like there's that shot of his like, we've talked about how beautiful it is already, but there's that mm. shot of his hand in the bucket where yeah. you see the blood like coming off as he's wringing out the hide, and it's just so. I mean, it's hard to say tragic when it is this awful person, but like in that, I mean, I think that is my my favorite moment of acting from Cumberbatch is when he 
gets back and the the hides are gone and he's like those were mine because he was yes. making the rope for this guy that he loves this moment then... is incredible because he's not he like this is a guy who like everybody is 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 scared of i almost said yes scared. yeah he's a guy who everyone is a scared of he i'm is... a scared yeah <laughs> yeah but but when he loses his shit like i i sent andy like i was watching it and i said andy this little moment where he's like god what what exactly does she does he say i have to like find the exact quote he he says um your mom's a whatchamacallit alcoholic personality oh. starts with the letter a and he's just like spitting all this stuff out the, and it's yeah. like he, he's but he's not scary he look he's like a little baby like, he's, he's so just, sad he's yeah, crying he's <laughs> pathetic because yeah he, i mean that yeah, it's so good it's such a good performance moment. yeah that's that is yeah that ultimately it's like he is the scary guy but yeah. it is just like he's just been so lonely for he's, the yeah. last 20 well, years so he yeah. Let's real quick. I want to pivot to something that like a, that I have here on my list. Colin, uh, you mentioned you are you are the number one Brock O'Henry stand, and like I, I mean, look. this is a conversation that has been like uh, that I that I've seen in a number of places. And so I'm just super curious, like on the spot, if there was ever again, if there was a flashback with Bronco Henry, who do you see when you think of like Bronco Henry in this movie? I want to know. It, there's a reason we don't see him, but fuck it, that's the conversation. So he, he's like you he presumably would be like the age that Cumberbatch yeah. is yeah. now. Because my, like, yeah. gut thought was, like, Kaitel, but I'm like, no, that <laughs> well, doesn't I ha- sense. Well, I have a weird thought, and it has like, to if do there with was, like, history. if he, like, came back as a ghost yeah. in, like, the uh, walk-hard way where he kept right. aging, yeah. then it could be Kaitel. I, so I see young redford and part of that is because this movie is um it was optioned by newman mm. in in the 70s um mm. like newman almost got to make it and i think newman would have been you know would have been a uh, fine uh, uh phil i don't you know i'm kind of glad that that version didn't happen um but i when i think sure. about it i'm just like well redford makes sense to me as this like this very straightforward portrait of masculinity very little like complication in his history like he you, you he's one of the like images that you think of when you think of like oh this is just like the kind of man you saw in a magazine in this in this time um and it's so interesting that like cumberbatch is not that he is a weird looking he's a weird looking dude yeah Um, yeah yeah. he's got a lizard face right i mean yeah and this is like among his scruffier looks in a movie movie. like i sure yeah i mean he doesn't fucking bathe yeah that scene is so funny it makes yes, me laugh. When he rubs the muddle over himself? When he no, 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 no. When when uh, Plemons tells him, like, you oh, should wash oh, up yeah. before dinner. Yeah. Oh, and then, yeah, so, and then he's like, oh, never mind. I'm sorry. I didn't mean it. <laughs> no, and the, then also when Plemons goes line. back out and he's like, we were expecting your conversation. <laughs> yeah, yeah. What do I yeah, say? exact line that like, Plemons says. Tell him I stink and I like it. <laughs> Plemons is mean, like, she might mind if you came to the table without a wash up. It's so right. He And like the hesitation and the quiet before he finally I mean, gets it out. So it. He's so good. The weird Clemens thing is about... Clemens is my MVP. He is, yeah, he's so he good. Is, he's so good. He's playing, like, at least 10 years older Oh, totally, is, yeah. I mean, right? Cumberbatch is playing, like, one or two years younger than Phyllis, but Phil's meant to be, like, 40. So, yeah, a couple years younger than that. And Plemons is, yeah. is, like... Plemons is thirty three because I yeah, was like, I mean, what's so he? They're like, meant to be playing really he's playing close. A little low. I, yeah, I'm like, it's no, insane. He is so, so good. He is like yeah, so, he yeah. is really talk about think... just being what what the character is, which is a weird yeah. way to talk yeah. about yeah. acting. But like, he is so not in a rude way, simple, straightforward, sturdy. Yes. He is like is what you right. see, and and so like. Yes. Straightforward we we yeah. both had this same thought when we were talking yeah. earlier that uh, 
uh, George Burbank would order the Jesse Plymouth. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Water, yeah, I he... get it sometimes. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> <Yeah. laughs> that scene where they're on the hill and he's like, I just wanted to say it's, it's nice not to be alone. It's just like, what else do you even need to say? Like, I, that moment is so... Mm-hmm like special and i like this is i i don't think a lot about like celebrities be or, like actors lives beyond like what's on screen like really unless it's like you a, a big you know like a uh, whatever like tabloid shit that is unavoidable but i do well you know it's like imagine like one day you're like their kids and you get to watch this movie and just like what a nice moment to be captured between mom and dad that's like you know, well yeah and then to... it's like wait a minute what is well yeah, doing? <laughs> yeah. wait what's going on with mom <laughs> um, but that moment is just like just absolutely beautiful and yeah, yeah. i mean yeah the uh, everything about play i really love in this movie yeah. like how he he His just costume. like he yeah. right how you see him first in the tub like just yeah, like the, chilling. I mean, and then you how, have Cumberbatch uh, right. always calling just, him Fatso. Right, calling it's him so Fatso is very yeah. good. Um, Cumberbatch's insults in this are like, I mean, yeah, the dialogue the, is yeah. really spectacular. One um, of my favorite things, Cumberbatch. The way he yeah. says banana. Banana. No, yeah, yeah, that's sure. no, that's one of the best. So one of the things that Cumberbatch does that I love that is, I know I said I wasn't going to talk about the book a lot, but I was flipping through it. So he, he Phil does this in the book too. Is he has these little moments of like. So in this movie, Cumberbatch is doing his, like, straightforward American. There's no, like, real, like, Midwestern tinge or anything, which actually ends up making a lot more menacing, which is, like, you know, when he first started doing it a lot with, like, Marvel and stuff, I was just, like, this, he just sounds like a fucking... He sounds like Dr. House is, like, what... Yeah. (laughs) But he does this thing in, um, he does this, you know, the way, there are moments where... I think there was, like, a, a misconception that he was going to do some kind of, like, big accent or, like, strong draw, but, like, the, the kind of thing that wasn't, didn't exist, like, in Montana, and doesn't really exist in, like, Montana. Um, yeah. It's not the same thing as, like, a, a broad Southern, but he has these moments where, when he's trying to demean someone like George Plemons, he's like, Jolgy boy. You know, he slips yeah, into right. it, like, in I mean, that yeah, he moment. says Pete Or when boy. he, like, lists yeah. when he's Pete making fun pal. of him. Or, oh, God, I mean, when he's looking at the flowers, he's just talking normally, and he goes, ain't them purdy. Like, moments like that is just, yeah. like, so mm-hmm. cutting. Like, he knows how to use his voice in such a, like, disarming mm-hmm. way. It's, I mean, yeah. God, it's good. He's I do chilling. think, like, there's not really a weak performance in the bunch. No. Obviously, Dunst is incredible. One of the yeah. scenes that I wanted to watch again is when she's drawing the shapes and the sugar mm-hmm. uh, mm-hmm. and talking. And McPhee also, like, an actor I don't really ever think about. Yeah, uh, no, He's good in either. Dolomite. Yeah. That's him, right? Yeah. He is. No, he is good in he's that. In well, the, he's kind of had, like, a non, not a non-career, but, like, he is sort of, right. I guess he's an X. it was an X-Men. He's in the young X-Men movies, but he's playing Nightcrawler, so it's, like, all, you know, he's in 80% makeup or whatever. You know, Slow West is the big thing I really remembered him from because I really like right. that movie. Um, but, but, yeah, I, he doesn't just have, incredible. like, a big career the way that, like, you know, you might expect from... The other three, like, big characters sure. in this movie, or big actors in this movie, all have, like, these, like, right. storied careers at this point. And he's like, oh, it's that kid. Like, I know him, yeah. but he is... Right. They yeah. didn't go for, like, uh, a Ty Sheridan. Or a Timothy no. Chalamet. <laughs> well, I was like... Like, at one point, I was like, I really don't know who could possibly play play this part because he's meant to, like... I mean, he looks the way that, like, you know, Smith McPhee does in this movie. Like, he's... he's <laughs> Like tall kid, they, they just you know the the cowboy hat, the oversized cowboy hat. Right, yeah. Look, he looks so out of place. In it's my so god, so funny. But um, he's got like Vans on also. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but so he's funny. so good. I really can't. There is not a person I can imagine. Like maybe Lothar, you know. But like I can't even sure, even yeah. Lothar. I'm like not even sure he would fully work the way that um, yeah the way that he does. Yeah. Lothar has that same kind Lothar of like yeah that I don't know if it fits. I mean, it, it is just a thing yeah. of like. 
I could picture it as no one else. And he, yeah, uh, yeah. it's like you were saying earlier of like, it's a almost like ma- magic trick reveal at the, yeah. like when you're on your way home or whatever of like how calculated his performance actually is. And like yeah. the, the subtleties that he plays in the early scenes where like when I watched it for the first time, um, and he's like, get out of my room or whatever. Like yeah. when he's got the rabbit, and he's like, shut the door. Oh my God. He's and such it, a like, rude guy. He's so rude. It, but the thing <laughs> is like great. when I first watched it, I was like, it's this, like, there was like a sadness that I felt. And then like when yeah. I was rewatching bits, I was like, oh no, he is like, get the fuck out. <laughs> like, uh, and then yeah. when he's like, I can actually keep track of the tennis score. You don't need to Th- say the numbers. There's a reason, <laughs> there's a reason like beyond the fact that, so like early on when or not early early on actually it's halfway through the movie or a little over halfway when when phil and peter like start spending more time together you know you watch this in the back of the head you're like what is going on between between them like is he you think like because again this is how we are conditioned i think to watch movies like you know movies that are set in the west like this um you wonder like is cumberbatch like just setting him up to like fully fuck with him and in moments it's like Mm -hmm. yeah that is what he's doing when he's on the horse or like whatever and he like slapped the horse yeah right and then at the end you're like oh wait a minute like peter had his own thing going on too like so like this was like a weird game they were playing but they are so similar these characters are like so Mm -hmm. of a a kind in ways that i think like neither of them can really deny which is one of the things that makes it so actually like crushingly sad when uh when Mm -hmm. peter you know it can't be found and and cumberbatch is like sick and he's 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 you know he wants to give the kid the rope and stuff and you're like this is the closest he's ever felt to like another person and you kind of have no reason to think that like the same is not also true um for peter um even though like what's going on between them Mm -hmm. is like is a is a longer game of like cruelty um and it's one of the most deeply sad things about this movie and one of the things that makes it feel the most like a campion for me um which of course it is but like it's one of the things that makes me think the most of her other work because her her none of her men even the ones who are particularly nasty, like Sam Neill in the piano, um, are like this. Like I, I think, with the exception of like Top of the Lake, which is like a very like classical, like you know, like who done it, like like killer thing. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the men in her movie. Like I'm thinking of. We haven't talked about in the cut, but like Ruffalo and in the cut, there's you know, he's just kind of a dumbass. But like he, yeah, you you get the appeal behind him. You also get what makes him menacing. And the result is, like, this performance, and I think Cumberbatch is doing it, I think Kaitel and Holy Smoke does it, um, you're, what you're walking away from is, like, this is a person who, like, doesn't actually understand the, well, Cumberbatch does, like, understand the power that he holds, but these are characters who are, it's not as simple to say that, like, oh, they're just, like, doing whatever the fuck they want because they're men. These are guys who are actually, like, maybe broken beyond repair and don't know what to do about it. Um, and yeah. she is so good at finding that in these performances with these actors who are just incredible who like i would say that the, the guys that i named like ruffalo cumberbatch Kaitel, i think they are never better than when they are like working with her um truly like it's just it's yeah. stunning how broken they are but how like not broken in just the sense of like boy it's so sad it's like you can also see like deep longing and and loss in those performances and it's really beautiful yeah, that I mean the in that moment where Cumberbatch is like having his breakdown at the end, yeah. and McPhee like, I mean it's hard to even say like why he's doing anything, but he walks out of the barn and it like, him and 
uh, Cumberbatch and Plymouth are yelling at each other. So you yeah. think it's like McPhee is just avoiding cl- conflict. Mm-hmm. But then he like clocks the old hide that's like drying from the like animal, the corpse that he found. Yeah. Uh, and he comes back in and he grabs Cumberbatch's elbow. Yeah. And there's like this very like yeah. tight shot yeah. of him yeah. grabbing it. And it is yeah. like, that is McPhee like... In retrospect, I think like he knows exactly what he's about to do and like oh, yeah. how the rest of the movie's oh, yeah. gonna go. And it's just yeah. like he knows the power of his touch to Cumberbatch. And yeah. it is just this incredible moment. And I mean yeah. like Cumberbatch in that scene I can't really praise enough. Like yeah. it is such a specific macho sadness, I think, mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. expresses itself mm-hmm. in anger. Yeah. Uh, but he also was like he's weeping and he like a guy who like has never really had to be like I was like happy yeah. <laughs> and you took it from me. It's like, like mourning like this thing that he would never have told like another person yes. that he wanted to actually yeah. be. It's like mourning a side of himself mm-hmm. that he will like deny himself for he would rather die than admit that that's what mm-hmm. he wants to be, you know. That he was making a gift. And like yeah. Plymouth yeah. is like it's just hide. We can get more hide. And he's like, no, that's not it. And like, yeah. it's just, it's so tragic. Um, I mean, he, he says, he, he's like, they were mine. I needed them. It's yeah. Th- and that's yeah. all it is. And it's one of the things that makes him sound like a little kid. Like they were mine. Yes. Like, it's, it just, d- it's, yeah. it's a reduction of him as like an adult in a way. Yeah. yeah. Cause it's I know like I'm talking this... a lot real quick. Thomas and Mackenzie, I just want to make sure that that doesn't get passed over because she's fucking incredible. And this is what she was, should yeah, be doing. Really that's all I have to say. She's so good. Yeah, fuck whatever. I, I fuck the people she, yeah. who use her badly. This is what she should be doing. Yeah, that's really yeah. good when she puts her yeah. does the rabbit. I mean, yeah, she's really like, funny in this. Holy, like, holy, holy yeah, hell! Holy hell. <laughs> <laughs> it's so funny. She's yeah. I, it's 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 such a small part, and people are like, I really expected more, and I'm like, I am glad that she got to do like a great scene stealing like performance after like being wasted yeah. by Edgar Wright and Taika Waititi the last couple. Of, I don't think she's fully wasted in Jojo Rabbit, but mm-hmm. that's neither here nor there. Um. Yeah, that movie, but she's wasted. fine. That's just a disaster. A disaster of a movie, uh, but I also think that she is like good fine movie. Yeah. in it. A disaster of a movie and a disaster of a role that she somehow comes Correct. out of. Correct. Yes. Me. Like There's, I would rather um, she has not in that good done movie. it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, what? There is great um, movie. Great movie. Yeah, I do. That is funny. People don't really talk about leave no trace much anymore and it is sort of her that's what yeah, Colin you went gaga for that movie that. I remember it's a great yeah, movie yeah. yeah it's really good and she's really good yeah. I, I, um, I feel like yeah that was kind of yeah. like everyone was all in on Foster and it's like yeah he's good but right. she is as that was 2018 for day. some reason I have that in my head as 2016 but no it was only three yeah. years ago wasn't it Christ yeah, yeah. yeah I mean no, that's great. it's I insane to say that that it was only three years ago I mean, um, I, yeah just I guess generally the year 2018 and shit, but you know but yeah she is like I think Stunning. we don't need to talk about Leave No Trace there's like lines <laughs> of hers that she says in that that I think about still um, I think yeah she's really great I think uh, Dunst um yeah. Their, her sort of pain because I mean we haven't really we've been sort of all over the place yeah, uh, yeah. it's obviously it's mm-hmm. based on a book the structure is very novelistic as well there's it's broken into Roman chapters numerals. yes um, mm-hmm. and uh, they it is split like the the middle mm-hmm. sort of chunk is a lot of dunce and mm-hmm. Yep, right. He's like the main yeah. character of that. You lose Clemens yeah. for a while, which you I lose Clemens. You even right, like yeah. Cumberbatch is sort of in and out a bit. Like yeah. the um, her scene that I, I mean, I mentioned the scene where she's drawing the shapes and the sugar when she's like 
drunk and like come talk to me to her yeah. son which is like a very yeah brutal moment and she's yeah. like why was it always stars and he's like because you're it's supposed to be something that you can't reach or whatever yeah and uh she's like but we always had them <laughs> and That's, then well, um, yeah that thing she uh, she when she says uh we're we're not unreachable is like what this movie is about, yeah right yeah like, it's it's like mm-hmm. so yeah such a good line and uh, when she wins, I first off bring clips back, and I hope that that's the scene they play because um, she's yeah. just perfect. See, um, the moment yeah. she decides to sell the doesn't it. like it. That I mean, that? Dunst is my biggest like question mark in this movie. I don't yeah. know if I totally am on the wave. Like, and I'm really like tempted to think like, oh, I wonder if Moss would have been more what I want. Like, and especially hey. like those drunk scenes. I like I I don't know something about them. I was like not on the wavelength. Of well, those there's scenes. something I feel about like... it that feels like very classical. Like you know, like Andy, you and I both have like background in like like theater and like acting yeah. classes and stuff. There is, I will admit, there is something about those scenes and the way they're written. Maybe not played, but like but the way they are like laid out anyway that feels like very classical just like she's playing drunk in a way that like where like drunk itself is like the the stakes the drama and not like what the implications of that actually are you know so it's, yeah. it makes it feel maybe slightly less human and it's one of those things about the movie that i will i will admit and say that i would i would maybe like have liked a couple more dunst scenes or maybe a couple more dunst plemons scenes. right i think, I think yeah i think I, I would like to yeah have seen more yeah. steps of Dunst, I guess, like in between. Right. So, like I feel it like it feel maybe. more like, um, you know, like it, it, I've seen people say this, and I, I do think this is fair. This is not how I feel, but you know that, that it makes it feel like a little bit more cut and dry. That like, okay, well, he chooses to, you know, target her in a way that is like or Cumberbatch does chooses to target her in a way that is like yeah. uh, sneaky and scary in a way that he knows will get under her skin. And then it, like, feels like all of a sudden a surprise that she, like, turns to, to alcohol and all that. And I'm like, I don't know if it actually is a surprise necessarily. I think it is, like, she is a woman living in a, you know, yeah. like, literally in a man's world on a man's property. Um, and where, where like, there are no rules written for how she should behave or whatever. Mm-hmm. And, and, like, right. and by that I mean, like, she is, like, kind of out to sea. Like, we, like, some people have talked a little bit about... I said I wasn't going to talk about this. Uh, some people talked a little bit about how, like, what's Plymouth's deal? Why is he so inattentive or, like, whatever? I'm like, I think the answer to that is that he's just never had to to deal with someone right. on an emotional wavelength like this. Right, yeah. And I think the same mm-hmm. is maybe true of her because all she's really had at this point is, like, a marriage that ended, like, very unhappily. A son who is, like, great but hard to take care of because he's, you know, it's, right. it's, it's, he's such a Who the world doesn't the accept world. or, yeah, you're right. right yeah. And I think right. that, you know, so because of that, I actually, for, for me, like her, her quote unquote turn to alcohol does kind of, it makes sense to me in the sense that like, I see how you ended up here. I would have really maybe liked a, f- a few more moments, not necessarily even with like Phil or anything, but like, so, you know, uh, there's, there's material from the book that um, for um, for Rose that doesn't you know doesn't quite get there and I it's more just like Dunst is a great actor and I think anything else you give her she could have played yeah. and added to a more complete experience yeah, exactly. and that's their prerogative not to have done that I think it's a testament to her right. that she still comes away like playing this beautiful role it's really more just like I would like five more minutes with you you know like, yeah to, to get and that I do texture. like yeah I think yeah. she's like extremely extraordinary in that yeah. dinner party scene like that dinner yeah. party scene I think is like mm-hmm. really good like and like the way it summarizes like Plemons knows like the rules and how you're supposed to like be and like right. the, the like the polite society of it all is mm-hmm. like 
what he knows, but he doesn't know how to really be a person. Like right. he, he counts yeah. on Phil for, to supply the conversation. Like, mm-hmm. like there's all that, like he just doesn't yeah. know how to like, how to like actually connect mm-hmm. with these people. He just yeah. knows like, Oh, I need to yeah. invite the governor and my, my parents over and, and I'll have my wife play piano for them, even though she keeps yeah. expressing to me yeah. that she's not comfortable doing that, but yeah. I like, Nope, she'll do it or whatever. Yeah. And like her, like, and how she also like completely, receives nothing from him and also just has no idea how to talk to these people nah. how to like how to be this kind of a hostess like yeah. she's she like you know she is used to like running the restaurant and like mm-hmm. that sort of like mm-hmm. social dynamic is much more her speed she's not she doesn't know how to be the hostess how to be the charming yeah. entertainer and all that sort of thing uh her previous piano playing experience is in the movie pit where she is like i would not... have loved to have just gotten a shot of her doing yeah that. i think that would have been really fun yeah and like, yeah, and I do think like the scene where she's practicing, which is like what I referenced in my letterbox review, where and and like Obvious. Phil that's is so good, is really good. That tune's been stuck in my head since I saw the yeah, movie. It's good. Um, I mean, that is also what I am obliquely referencing yes. in my uh, letterbox yeah. review. Yeah, um, and then yeah, Phil is like who has apparently a great musical talent and is like extremely adept on yes. the banjo. Incredible. Like shows her up and is like, "This is what you're trying," and like I. The tension I felt in that of, like, we are on the precipice of something where he could, like, be like, let's make music together. Like, yeah. I'll, like, help you, like, along. And, like, if you're, like, struggling a little bit, I can take the lead. Or, like, but no, he's just there to be, like, you're doing it wrong. Like, you're oh, Yeah, I'm going like, to get in your head. Right. So no matter what, yeah. when you um, try and play, you can't. Yeah, <laughs> and you feel that tension. And then the way it plays out in the dinner party scene where she, like plays two notes and is like, I'm sorry, I can't do it. And then they're very polite about it. They're very much like, oh, it's all right. Mm -hmm. Like, whatever. But like something, like something has been broken by this. He says that thing about like you, you should, you know, she's like, I don't play much. And he's like, you sure we're practicing a bunch. And it's like, right. It's, it's like, he is almost like supernaturally able to tap into exactly the thing to, to say, to make her hate herself and her life which is just devastating it's so palpable and sad their interactions are incredible like that the scene where she is like scrambling in the alley looking for spare bottles of booze and he catches her and he just keeps whistling to like fuck it fuck with her is so crazy Mm I think to go back to like the the you know the alcoholism for a second. I think it's maybe there aren't a lot of hints or anything like that. But I also do wonder if it is just like a matter of like, um, you know, he he like ident- maybe he identifies like a small affinity for like alcohol like early on, you know, like an extra cup of wine at or, uh, dinner or something like that, and then like thinks he can exploit that. I mean, again, it's not spelled out that way, but I this is a guy who figures out immediately how to make this manifest in such a horrible way in her that I, and I, I think it's to, to Dunst's credit that like when she is playing those scenes, it is never, um, it's never like, I don't know, like pitiful. It's not, you know, it, it's, it's just like dealing with it in a way that is just so deeply sad because it's like, you're a woman in, in 1925, your, your husband, sold your job away what are you gonna do and 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 she's so good the moment again i mentioned started to mention this earlier but when she, the moment she is like just is desperate to sell the hides is so good 
She's like, mm-hmm. I need this yeah. one thing that's for me, you know, even if it is just like to slightly defy him, I need that. And it's good. <laughs> it's really, really good. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the reason I like her quite a bit, the reason why I would find it a little strange if and when she's the one that wins an Oscar is that she is the only of the four leads who I can confidently say has given a b- better performances. Than I mean, of course. I mean, I can confidently, yeah. I can confidently say that Cumberbatch and Smith McPhee have no, not. No. Clemens, I'm sure you could make arguments has. Yeah. He's so I good. think this is my favorite Clemens, but that's the kind of thing where I'm like, well, I know I'm going to have a new favorite in like a couple. Of, I mean, you know, Killers of the Flower. <laughs> right. Moon, he's got some, yeah, yeah, some stuff coming down. The yeah, I mean, it's going to be great, <laughs> yeah. but I. I, I well, you also had to catch antlers when that. Oh, comes of course, to I, I, I I simply can't miss it. Um, but yeah, I mean, and and for her, I think it's it's one of those cases where like if and if she does win, um, I know I was very confident about it a second ago, but also you just never know what's gonna happen. I mean, yeah, supporting um, actors, who knows? Yeah, be just, they're both yeah. so up in the air this year. Um, yeah, I'm kind of all in on Burnthal right now, but you know, um, he's very good in King Richard. Yeah, um, yeah, he's great. Um, um. But, like, it's one of those things where I'm like, if this is a legacy award, I'd be fine with, actually. Like, sometimes it annoys it me, is. but it's the kind where I'm like, I mean, yeah, like, you, it's pr- it probably is not going to happen again anytime soon. Like, if, if you didn't do it for yeah, Antoinette, you didn't do it for Melancholy, I, mean, I just, like, yeah, probably she's not. not, she doesn't chase Oscar bait, like, at all. Right, and, and she doesn't work especially often. no i mean no. you know in the, you know she's got a i guess that show is still on i haven't watched it yet but i'm, I'm told it's very good um, the central uh, florida show no that got canceled. yeah oh it did well, but still i think it's good i think it's supposed to be good but it just got it got canceled but in the last couple of years you know it's like i think the first time i was not the first time but i was like boy i really like how kind of miss dunce was like in in 2016 there's like um, midnight special and hidden figures which she's like fine in both of those um, and then just like it's just kind of like some work here and there, and nothing ever really like right. major, major, major. Yeah. But she's she just seems to be like someone who does like to 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 work and doesn't really care much about like chasing glory and stuff, which is really cool. Um, and also yes. is one of the reasons yeah. why she's not going to be in No Way Home because she knows better. So you know, we'll see. Right. She's not going to. She's know. not going to be in it. She's not in it. Yeah. Well, I, I um. I don't know what that. Oh, is. it's it's Spider-Man, Jesse. Sorry, she's not in it. I'm kidding. I okay, know I, I would. I mean, I would, Jesse's I just refusing to acknowledge. <laughs> I know. I know. I, but um, she's, she's not going to be in it because she's got standards, um, unlike Benedict Cumberbatch. But I don't know how much litigation of this there needs to be. I don't really think it works at all with Moss. Like, just think. Like, no. I didn't really know that going in. I don't uh, think it works I, with or, Dana. Like, I really don't. Dano as Plemons? Yeah. I don't know. No, I really don't think that could work. Yeah. No. I, mean, I think Moss would could have been great. I don't know. I Moss, don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm maybe not giving her enough credit. I think she's an incredible actress. Yeah. I think she's given... But she, I think there's just something she plays big. Mm-hmm. Um, Moss, yeah. Moss, it feels like maybe more in her wheelhouse in a bad Yeah, way. like, yeah. I wouldn't want... Like, I don't know if... Campion would like let it happen because obviously I think she's great in Top of the Lake, but she's right. also like, I've like I've seen Shirley, <laughs> which is like I think maybe one of her worst performances. Yeah, um, I don't care for even, that movie. Um, yeah. and like I don't think it would turn to that. Like it's impossible to say what the movie is mm-hmm. with her, obviously. Um, but I think there's just an inherent like gentleness to Dunst. Yeah. 
almost right. in Moss just like, like ridiculous. Well, and that's the yeah. thing I think is like why Plemons is the right guy that Dano doesn't have that. And the other thing is that I think like the the conception of George by you know the way he's described by Phil and stuff is that he's he's very like simple and and not dumb but just like straight you know like he's he's what you he's well he does he calls him stupid he's like that's true that's true but he also (laughs) relies on him in a way he like you know right deeply the the book is actually very it's so funny how I was like I'm not gonna mention the book but in the book there are a lot of passages about how like Phil like in the beginning where he's like where he's talking about Bronco Henry and how long they've been riding together and all that like in the book that's a longer mm-hmm. passage where he's like actually waiting for for George to remember they've been running the place together for a couple of decades at that point uh-huh. it's actually very sad when he's like wow you really didn't remember um but I Dano I don't think would have been able to play the um the the parts of George that are just like w- what you see on the 10 like I really I I I I don't think he would have really been good at that. He is not... Dano is a great actor, but I'm also not... He's a little heady in ways that I don't think, like, the mm, character really maybe. needs. Yeah. I, and I've seen Dano do, like, the kind of, like, dumb guy thing. But, again, I just kind of think that what he... He's the kind of guy who, like, if he were, like, a little taller, might have actually been a good George... Or a uh, good uh, Phil one day. But, like, you know, it's, you know what I mean? Like, he's yeah. he's kind of cruel in a way that... Or right. has the potential for that in a way that I think would have... You know, right. He lacks more the simplicity, I think, that Plemons is just able to just yeah. embody. Exactly. Uh, right. I mean, yeah. It'd be like, too much acting. George... Yeah. 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 George is the opposite of the Riddler. Yeah, ex- yeah exactly. <laughs> That's exactly. Um, yeah. Um, I, th- I had one thing. I, um, I had something from Campin that I really wanted to, to read to you guys because I've been reading a lot of um, um, interviews with her. Cause she's ever- this is the other reason why I think mm-hmm. she has a real chance of winning. She is everywhere on this press circuit in a way that like other mm, directors are. PTA is right. only I mean, starting to be and Spielberg is right. only starting to be. like She's been playing yeah. the game right like she yeah. had that tribute at the gothams where like mark ruffalo talked about how great she, she is for 15 minutes yes, she is starting to get stand uh for for lack of a better word and i so that's this is one of the reasons why um but one of the things she talks about um is this uh this gorgeous she's talking about the hills and and uh, we've talked a little bit about like what this movie looks like shout out real quick to the dp ari wegner who really uh, ari wegner is so good yeah it's so good it um she um campion says i think the hills are sexy all those folds and crevices hiding secret little strings it can get you trembling that's such what a great way to talk about yeah because look it's so good yeah. it's like i think yeah. this is the best the outdoor i was saying this to emilio earlier i think this is the best that the outdoors has looked in a movie in a very long time maybe maybe since like sunset song although i also think the outdoors looks really beautiful in a hidden life so you know which is very recent but i mean these landscapes you can see why phil is so attached to this ideal of like of Mm -hmm. of being this sort of old mythical western figure that like doesn't exist anymore you can see why he wants that why he wants this private time in his mud bath because it's just like this nature Mm -hmm. is so goddamn beautiful why would you not want to be a part of it she's always a great documenter of nature i think yeah. like yeah. there's a lushness yeah. to bright star that i think is unmatched um, I, yeah, that obviously. is like is, yeah top of the lake season one i think is like really top like, of the lake is also yeah, yeah the the first season yeah, specifically worry, is much yeah more... i kind of worry that part of the reason that i don't super respond to bright star or the piano is just like i've seen weird prints of them maybe yeah i mean piano i saw a blu-ray <laughs> um yeah and it 
th- that is also like a uh, obviously like a specific regional area that she's filming in. Like, there's the shot of Hunter when she falls in the mud. Yeah, and yeah. it's like one of that the movie best yeah, is so muddy. That whole movie, yeah, is the so mud is insane. Mud. Yeah, <laughs> it's and yeah, um, and it's such a dark movie. Like, and then yeah. Holy uh, Holy Smoke is all the desert and oh, like. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Also has like a great handle on that. Yeah, like the su- the sun soaked desert. Um, that movie outback. makes you feel like you are seeing shit that's not on screen. Like it is yes. how how gross the desert looks. Yeah, yeah um, so good. And like there is that moment in the movie where Cumberbatch is like, you know, Bronco Henry talked about the hills and like yeah. what you look at when you see and Smith McFee's just like, oh, it's a dog. Like I see it. It's so like, right, yeah. and he's like, are you yeah. kidding me? Right. Like, After no, earlier, the other so men were he's like, like no, yeah, you, I looked at it the other day that? and noticed it. He's like, it looks like it's barking. It's and he's like, so... you just saw that. That's, you saw that. Yeah. It's so good. And they're all just like gawking at it. Like anybody ever seen what you've seen, Phil? And he's like, no, it's so good. Yeah. And then the look on it, the double take is like, kind of like like a Buster Keaton double take. Sure, yeah. He's, sure, he's yeah. like, yeah, it's a dog. He's like, you see it? It's so... Yeah, it's. Yeah. I mean, it's funny, too. Like, watching it for uh, yeah, a second it's a time, great, it's really funny. There are... It's I mean, so I mentioned yes. the bit with them playing tennis uh, is a very yeah, funny scene yeah. where she's like, that's one point for Rose. And he's like, I yeah. know. <laughs> he's like, I, I can keep track. Yeah. And then he yeah. hits it and she's like, yeah, that's way out. Yeah. There's no way that they hit it. Um, um, apparently a lot of, um, a lot of the prep for this was like, I, I, I think discussions of like, like method acting are like really banal and, and stupid. Oh. Like, like, I don't think they're interested. Like when we talk about like what Christian Bale does on right. set, I find really uninteresting. Um, but Cumberbatch like spent a lot of time like doing like again I I don't think like working hard always equals a good performance I've certainly worked right. with actors who work very hard who who it doesn't mm-hmm. always work and that's fine but you know I he talked in this New York Times piece about some of the things that he did to prep and so a lot of it's like you know I didn't bathe for a bit and whatever um, and on set right. like you know Plemons and and uh, uh, Dunst and I just like didn't talk very much we'd go out to dinner on the weekends and I would apologize for being so rude during the week yada yada which is very cute <laughs> but one of the things that I really love that he talks about is that he and Campion made a they made a lookbook together <laughs> of all the scenery <laughs> that would get yeah. like Phil Horny and stuff. <laughs> yeah. Which I really love. Just sitting down with his scissors and his glue yeah. next to Jane Campion. Like yeah. it feels like something like the character would do is like make a collage of all the like uh, you know, all the trees that get him hard, you know. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah it's... Well and I will say I was Talking briefly, we talked briefly about the ending. Like mm-hmm. the way this movie deploys a cut to the city, like then yeah. the first time you it's see crazy. like that environment, which yeah. is like three minutes before the end or something. Like it's like yeah. it, it like it's so jarring and striking, and it does like and it places you in time. Like the whole mo- I was like a little bit like unsure of like when exactly are we? Like is it like the eighteen hundreds and the, like. But then, like, you cut to the city and you're like, oh, like, wow, this is, like, a little more contemporary than I thought we were. This yeah. is, like, and, like, and like this is, like, wow, we have really been in that, like, natural world with, yeah. like, yeah. just a couple of, like, buildings that have been put up and all the, like, the open terrain for the ranching and all that sort of thing. Yeah, it's just, just like, yeah. a beautiful cut that, like, immediately yeah. throws everything you've been seeing for the last hour and 50 minutes into yeah. relief. Um, I get a little so bit well when... Um when they take McPhee to like the boarding school. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it is like a very like, I mean, it's just like a, a jarring moment. Like you're saying, like yeah. where they, and it is so crazy that he's just like rambling around, uh, 
like sick looking for Pete and then yeah. he's like we gotta go <laughs> and yeah. he just the next scene he's he's a corpse he's uh, in a and gas they're shaving him yeah yeah and they uh, shave that cut Andy that you're talking about so, like I mean it's you know it's one of those like, there are lots of little moments like that where you're just like wait a minute like all the ranchers are out and like Phil's got his chaps on and everything um, oh. George is wearing like the chaps his, are so his, cool they're the big, chaps the big are, I mean he looks, he looks <laughs> his legs are so big <laughs> yeah I don't know what to yeah. say the Cumberbatch is like incredible stems but also like he's got those long fingers and Jesus Christ it's so good um, and uh, Cody Smith McPhee has similarly very long fingers um, yeah. and the glove uh, work, lots of close ups on all 20 of those digits but um, you know yeah. but then it's funny because then you're looking at George and George is like wearing a suit while they're, right. while they're out in the dust he's got his bolo <laughs> yeah. tie and shit and it's yeah. Really the little is like tie a, is great and it's funny because like you know, george is like the one who's like you know simple you'd think he would be like the man of the land but it's like no he's the one who's like actually evolving with like with the times but right phil is the one you talk he's about he's of society thing. yeah right and it's and it's so it's one of the things that is like really like this is never really cut and dry like phil might be the one who's like very educated very well spoken knows a lot of them big words and but really right. is like wants God. to be this other thing that right. doesn't exist anymore. You know? yeah, when they reveal people. like that, yeah, he like went to college and like studied classics and yeah. all that. That's such a boy. That was like a real yeah. mind blowing moment. It's like, oh wow. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah, and then never, he's, he's got like his, never just one thing. It's so good. Yeah, he's got his stash of like magazines. Yeah, <laughs> and his little like Muscle log magazine. cabin or whatever. Right. Yeah. That's, his that scene is the. Clo- I love that little cabin. Uh, that scene is the closest that I think the movie ever gets to like what I was talking about earlier where like there's potential for like some kind of like violence or you know because he chases he chases oh when he chases violence, after right? him he's like, he's like, back he's like you, you little, little bitch, bitch. <laughs> yeah it's like um um it's like that's the moment where you're like shit something's gonna happen and then it doesn't right. at all um, yeah and then like 30 seconds later he's like sometimes two people get off right on let's be yeah. friends like let me make your run because that, that's like that that scene is followed by mm when everyone's like making fun of him when he's like walking around he's like yeah like i'll make you this rope or whatever right yeah um it's so good um yeah there's a lot of like we haven't really talked about greenwood score yet um which i think is incredible i've always talking about how much i love greenwood Um, it's it's my um i think it's i mean it's second only to phantom thread and i don't think anything's ever going to top that but it's but it is it is a beautiful score and i would love for it to be the one of his that is that, that is the front runner. I do kind of think it's probably going to be. I haven't seen Spencer yet. I do kind of think it's probably listening yeah, to the two of it's them. It's probably going to be that and that's one. Fine, but you know when when a when one of the best working composers has like several things out in a year. A guy who I mean he could do the Reznor Ross thing and get the double nom. I mean, yeah, but yeah, I mean, but even a, if he does, I think Spencer's going to be the one that. Wins. You don't think Bertel's got it? Uh, Maybe. Might I win. mean, that's it's possible. Um, uh, yeah. Well, he might win for song, right? He co-wrote that song with Ariana. No, that's what I. <laughs> that's what I wrote two songs. Happen. The Van Morrison the song Grande from song, But he win. also co-wrote a song with Boney Bear. I mean, <laughs> I haven't. I, well, just I, absorbing I'm actually, that. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> I'm actually way out on best song this year in a way that I am not normally. But I would imagine something from like Encanto is going to take. I don't know. You've seen it. I, don't know. Oh, I mean, surface be... pressure is a true banger of bangers. It's the so LMA good. You got. Mm. 
Um, I mean, yeah, it's, he, he's had that year. Um, also directed one of the best movies of the year. Um, yeah. Um, can't say. Movie. Uh, the best movie of the year. <laughs> but I do. Yeah, okay, I, 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 can't, think, I can't go that far. We are talking about the best movie of the year currently. I think, um, um, yeah, uh, the score, I think, talking about the tension of the movie, yeah. like a lot of it, obviously, he does a great job at making yeah. scores that put your hair on edge. Yeah. Um, it, like, as with the movie, it basically just starts right away. Is like Cumberbatch is running around this house looking for uh, George, and he's like, the score is like very like stringy and like thumpy. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I think yeah. is is incredible. And like we talked a little bit about Wagner's uh, cinematography. Um, there's a specific scene where he uh, Cumberbatch is sort of it's like he's done his like bathing routine or whatever yeah and he's laying out in the yeah. sun and he's got the bronco henry like uh you know monogram yeah, handkerchief sure that he's just like yeah. draping across yes. his face and it's such a crazy that was like, the shot that, just, I, that is that is the shot that's that the shot that i said to jesse yeah, I, was, yeah. I was watching and i was just like this fucking handkerchief i just took out my phone took a picture of it and it's like it somehow looks fucking beautiful yeah. on my phone like it is yeah. And it's it's beautiful. I mean, well, yeah, the light is like shining through it in a way. Yeah, and this is gonna sound like really hokey, dumb, like corny shit, but it's also like not just that, but it's also like how present Cumberbatch is in that moment in a way that like you don't see him in the rest of the movie where he is just like so mm-hmm. fully off yeah. the it's... earth in this moment and it is uh he's he sells it so beautifully. I cannot imagine I, I think that like when I like even if you were just like reading a description of the character, like a lot of you're just like I think you know, I, I'm, I'm pulling this name out of my ass, but, like, I think a lot of people might think of, like, a Hardy or someone who is, like, more traditionally, like, like you know, like, this kind of thing. Um, you know, which, yeah. a, 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 which pairing, would be a pairing that would, I think, be truly terrible. As good an actor as he is, I think it would be terrible. Um, and that was, yes. never a, that was never a part of it, but I think that's, like, maybe more what you imagine. But Cumberbatch is so good at, like, even when his face is not moving, you have a really good sense of what he is feeling um and it's just yeah. it's so good and he's one of the things that like i think made him so alluring to people when he first started like showing up and like sherlock and bullshit like that was that oh this is an actor who's really good like a really good like like intellectual actor he's yeah. a guy who's really mm-hmm. good at being a character that mm-hmm. the other that everybody else in the room like hates that they want to be around because he is so smart like right. th- that's the thing he's doing in marvel that i, I generally right. d- like don't find all that interesting it, he did it in sherlock it, it, like it's most of it's he did it as julian assange like i i think before this the you consensus... saw the julian assange movie <laughs> yeah i was it was 2013 i was like oh boy you watch the just... oscars every year do you it won Best Picture. You didn't watch it, Andy? <laughs> <laughs> I was like, man, you're going to win an Bill Condon's uh, um, most successful movie. Yeah. yeah. But, you know, but this, the thing this reminds me of, and I know that this is going to sound like some Jack Reed bullshit, is that, like, it reminds me of, of his, his Hobbit work where he is just, like, fully just doing, like, animalistic <laughs> oh. work. <laughs> Smile. Like, yeah, I was going to say, he's an incredible physical actor. He's, yeah, I mean, and, um, and, like, it's it's sort of a meme at this point to, like, you know, the, that, yeah. the, that thing of him being on all fours while he's right. doing yeah. uh, Smog, but he's great he's so good yeah. at this like have you um theater school moment of yeah of like our theater school acting of just like yeah i'm just gonna do fucking animal work now and like walk around right. all silly and shit and he's kind of doing that in this he walks around like a uh, like a big old bird at moments of like yeah. his posture is so strange yeah have you seen um the mt live uh frankenstein's i have i uh, so 
Yeah, both can of them? I tell a quick, can I tell a quick story about that? Sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, um, my, um, my wife and I were at the, we went to college in the same city, but never met. And we actually, in Greensboro, when National Theater Live showed those, were both at the same one when it happened. Mm-hmm. And we didn't know that until we, like, met years later. And yeah, oh. I, saw, I saw both. Yeah, it's very sweet. Um, yeah, he, that's one of my favorite performances. Of, well, and that's the thing. It's like, better, but... you go in thinking, like, oh, P- Cumberbatch will be more, be- will be better as the doctor. And, like, right. but he's yeah. better as the monster. Like, he's yeah. so good. Like, we that opening, that, a lot. that wordless is... opening sequence yeah. where he's just, like, finding, like, the ability to walk and stuff like where he is like he's so good in in that like it's because you can see him process stuff like you can see him process like Mm. what he is feeling or like what other people are feeling even if it doesn't always like result in some like big thing which is one of the reasons why his version of the creature is so good um like i really think the better of the two and i think a lot of people agree on that actually um yeah and i think miller is probably better as the doctor yeah like yeah I, yeah, I mean, no, J, yeah, Johnny Lee Miller, I think, was a very good, very good doctor um, yeah. um, in that. But, yeah, no, that's the other thing it reminds me of. And, and there's not a lot of other work like that, except that in August Osage, Osage County, where he plays little kind Charles. of a dumbass. He plays a little <laughs> and he, he, he plays, like, the, the twerk. Um, yeah. I need to revisit other... that movie. I have not seen it since it was in How theaters. did they oh, fuck that up? They that. fucked it. So here's how they... So first off... Um, they focus really, so much on cutting it down it's to a bad. Nails. It's a bad cut oh, of the okay. of the Let's. It's a really bad cut that I think Let's was not responsible for. I can't remember. He wrote the maybe, screenplay. He did. But they okay, cut well, like half an hour out of it. So the pro- well, the problem also is that like all of the... What's the Meryl character's name? The matriarch. I can't her name. Yeah, yeah. They kept... They keep all of her and none of almost everything else is like just chopped to shreds and it just right. and it's very clear that it's a Meryl oh. the way they fucked it up I think is just by like not having Friedkin direct like at that point Friedkin is like the first and last word of that's on screen mm-hmm. like I think that's, that's really how right. um, who ended up directing it? John Wells <laughs> yeah like yeah, John Wells. Wells stupid shit um, but Cumberbatch yeah. is really good in yeah. that and I, I mean yeah I shouldn't have had that so that's how <laughs> they fucked there's, well, some, the good, there's some good stuff in that movie but yeah it is a no not, totally not well, the play, he's the yeah. best part and I think yeah. now I'm also thinking of like other work he's done that doesn't always feel like his obvious shit and and this is a movie i'm not going to watch again for like you know whatever however many reasons no one needs to to uh ever see it again if they don't want to but like you know 12 years a slave i think a lot about like how um you know i've been using this word a lot to kind of describe like plimmons in this but like he's very straightforward very simple very like very cut and dry and he does that Mm -hmm. really well and it's a surprising role for him i think because again the thing you're so used to is this like intellectualism um yeah uh, this 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 um author authoritarian sense of like you know i i am the smartest person here which he does get to do in power of the dog it's just filtered in through in a different way Um, yeah he's such an interesting actor and it's so good to see him use his talents for something that i think is like the sort of performance nobody else could do which you don't get to see a lot in movies now like a lot of times i will see something think yeah i could imagine so and so doing this like that's you know whatever um you don't get a lot of these moments where it's just like i genuinely cannot imagine a single other person in in this acting um, field mm -hmm. doing this his physicality is so fascinating in Mm -hmm. this um like in that scene that i keep talking about where he is having his breakdown. It's after he's cut his hand yeah. on the wood, and yeah. he sort of just keeps like flexing his hand at his side, yeah. like because he's get the pain in it. But then there's also something that he does, um, and like you mentioned, Jack, like the way he walks around is like yeah. he's got this very big walk, and yeah. he's always stomping around, so and like he'll 
he loves to like lean back in his chair and like when they're at the dinner table he's always like he's just like the most commanding uh presence in the room um but he's also like like a fussy little like a fussy little dipshit like when uh like when when she comes when they come home and she like moves in and and whatever he just sits in his chair and he's just like pouting like a child (laughs) Um, there's a thing that he does though because he he rolls his own cigarettes Uh a lot uh, I think he, there's like so multiple hot. scenes where he rolls yeah. a cigarette with one hand yeah. and puts it in his mouth. Uh-huh. But he also, he does this thing and I can't stop thinking about it. It's been like two months now. He will strike a match, light a cigarette, and then he blows out the match with the cigarette still in his mouth, just like around the cigarette. And it is like yeah. something that I've never seen anyone do. And it's this just fascinating <laughs> choice, but yeah. it is part of that guy. Like that is like the sort of genius of that guy is like mm-hmm. the practicality of just like yeah one hand roll one hand strike blow it out done like yeah it is just so like efficient and fascinating yeah. to look i at. mean i started and obviously talking, smoking um, is cool and we all coast no i said colin that's what i'm saying like as soon as i walked to the movie i said i'm gonna start smoking cigarettes and i walked out and i bought a bunch and i've been smoking this whole recording like i'm just obsessed yeah. now and i i'm trying really mm-hmm. hard uh, to roll it with one hand, but I keep burning myself, and it's a problem. But I'm gonna <laughs> yeah. get there because I want to be just like my idol, uh, yeah. Phil mm-hmm. Burbank. So, yeah. 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 I do have to come out on the side of smoking is one of both the grossest and least sexy things you can. Yeah, do. that's fair. Well, I guess yeah. you know. Uh, Imagine the smell. Sure. God, the stink of him. I, um, I, 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 I am not. I've never have been, but I, I grew up around smokers, and so there is something like sort of nostalgic about the like about it for me that is sort of undeniable i will never do it myself because like i feel like my lungs are not strong enough and also like i you know i've seen firsthand what it can do but also in the past like that tobacco smelled good yeah he he didn't have these carcinogens he didn't have all this fucking chemicals (laughs) in it (laughs) just Um, good clean fire do you guys think that phil would be uh would be do you guys think phil would be anti-vax you all just come. No, I know he's like he's educated. That's the thing yeah. about him. I so, are you so. saying anti-vax yeah. people are all uneducated? I mean, yeah, I'll say that. Okay, cool. <laughs> I'm glad we all agree. I think there's a correlation, certainly. No, I agree. Um, yes. Most dumb idiots think that the vaccine's a microchip. Yeah. <laughs> okay, cool. Um, no, yeah, smoking is obviously great, and we, we all do it. Um, all right. Yeah, uh, I think if Phil were a public figure, I would like for my plug this episode be to the be guy. Smoking. Sorry, so Phil, I think if he were a public uh-huh. figure, he would be the guy who would be like, I don't know. I've got to do my own research. Yeah. And then a month later, he'd be like, I did my research and I got the vaccine. He's like, yeah, yeah I got COVID. I beat it, but I am getting the vaccine now. Yeah. Um, uh, he's like, he's but like don't the forget research. about natural immunity. Either. Yeah. Sure, right. He's like, yes. I licked a few. We should, yeah, yeah. People should have a, like, a six month passport off and everyone. Yeah. Uh, right, sure. Um, I, of course, now having talked about Phil in this way, I do have to bring up, of course, Rogers and Hammerstein's Oklahoma. Of course. Uh, my other main cowboy sort of touchstone. I do think about his relationship to the character of Judd. Have I you never is... seen another Western? <laughs> and he's like, I, my, my first one <laughs> is Oklahoma, and my second the one is Power of <laughs> Well, no, yeah. Yeah, I, I, I see it. Sorry. I just, I just yeah, yeah. I mean, well, yeah. just like, yeah, how much yeah. how much Oklahoma is about, mm-hmm. like, those visions of masculinity that, like, this movie right. is also interested in. And, like, yeah, and, and the, the character of Judd and, like, the way that, like, yeah. yeah, the way that men who don't feel like they can, like, 
fulfill the role that they want like or yeah. like they can't yeah. achieve what they want right i think it's like it's like it's, it's so so interesting of thematic material and i do think like it's always like yeah that that conversation that of like how how what do we do for for people who like just can't quite get yeah. in the rhythm of like what they feel is expected of them or where they mm-hmm. or find wh- where they think their place is right. you know that and the, um, the you know the tragedy of that is uh, i do think it is worth mentioning um Thomas Savage was gay. Um, he was closeted. Sure. He, I mean, he was married um, until until he died. But um, I, I believe, but he was he was gay, and and um, a lot of the, this is the book that that you know people really do think is like the most autobiographical for him, just in the sense of like he he broke horses. He you know, and he um, had a really complex relationship to to the cowboy myth and all of that. And um, mm-hmm. you know, and I think it is. Um, it's funny how how far the you, you know you think about like the other um nar- you know nar- you know once upon a time we did have a film released in theaters that people called the gay cowboy movie um and just how different this is from from that one just in terms of like what you know what it is um obviously but like but but in the sense of like the, the narrative really has changed the culture is no longer just like snickering at you know Heath, Heath right. Ledger and Jake Gyllenhaal talking about how beautiful I always think is. about um Stephen King and his column in Entertainment Weekly mm-hmm. describing the way that movie was received as a cultural kidney stone yeah. like that's for some reason that always sticks with me about Brokeback Mountain yeah anyway. I mean and, and and it's 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 so different now that we are able to have something that is this uh nuance something that that where you know like i i believe the f slur is said once or yeah. twice maybe right um, and just I mean, like it's a couple it, of times and, but it's there right and it's, just yelled in like in it's like not like a right there's not like an emotionally charged moment with it uh-huh. it's just but there's no. not, it's, right and the moments between noise. them are i mean this is the thing i'm saying about this at brookback mountain is a very like modern view of like what that might have like look and again brookback mountain is set a number of years after this is set too right, but like yeah, the 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 motif the cowboy motif is still there um but this really is a product of like the world that thomas savage was able to actually write about and able to put on the page um and really captures that really beautifully because it's like this is um it is both glaringly obvious and also never said um in in, like every frame um so it's it's good stuff really good stuff yeah Yeah. i do want to go back to the score for a moment because i did have uh just just a couple funny comments from my mom uh on the score sure. uh, first yeah first um during the scene where uh uh peter finds the diseased calf mm-hmm. and is skinning it she went wow this score is getting really ominous <laughs> um and then after the movie she was uh, was over she was like that score sounded a little bit too much like there will be blood sometimes interesting that i have seen i i i, I haven't read like a lot of like other like reviews of this but i have seen that one like sort of bandied about on twitter as like a point of comparison um in terms of like sound so yeah mm-hmm. yeah yeah i mean i haven't listened to the there will be blood score i mean there are moments where she it... meant that is a negative because she finds that score very <laughs> well there are moments that it, like, it does what this one does where it builds to the sort of like unbearable like almost like mm. deafening thing and this one never quite gets to that but there are moments that are that are sort of similar so yeah uh-huh. um little thing i would like to shout out yeah is that it's not ever really ever the focus and i don't think it's necessarily photographed to like 
call this out, but all the food looks really good in this movie. Oh, and really yeah. fried chicken. The chicken God. looks good. The salads yeah. weirdly look like really great. Yeah. Like I don't know if it's just like that, like the environment that like all that fresh food or whatever. But I think all the food looks really tasty, and I would like to yeah. eat it. Oh, totally. It's great. Uh, did you get some fried chicken? Oh, Andy? also, uh, um, Andy. Andy bringing up Oklahoma did allow me to circle back to that this is Clemens's best performance mm-hmm. because that reminded right. me that his best and, uh, performance I'm thinking of used to be I'm thinking of ending things and this is better than that. Um, I will yeah. agree that it is better than that. Um, Same. <laughs> <laughs> They're close. I mean, was, I, we've pro- I think we've talked about this on this very show, but I, sure. I, yeah, I do Maybe. think that he is. I do think that he is really good in, in a movie, in that movie that I don't like. I think before this, I would have said his best performance was... Um, other people the the um um i need oh, to sure. see yeah, that i have never seen that and that's and crazy it's really fucking <laughs> good like <laughs> yeah. I, it is a movie that i shouldn't good. like i really like don't, yeah. like was not sure i was gonna care for but i really yeah. and i love the other two he's um, like so like yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. it is right. so, i mean he's awesome molly shannon's great like it's really really good um mm-hmm. he's awesome I'm all of the like different comedy ringers are yeah. good yeah. Uh, in a way that like use... in a way I don't think they normally are. Like, I think that played Sundance and like whenever this happens and you're just like, Oh yeah, John Early is also in this, it's like, okay, I kinda feel like sure. I know what this movie like a movie like that that I'm thinking of that I saw this year that I thought was fine, but like not fine, I mean it's very good, but like there's a performance like is other people or not sorry, not, just said that. Um Together Together. What like sure. they all have these like very similar titles, right? Um yeah. Together Together, which is like fine. Patty Harrison's exceptional in it, but like yes. it's it's mostly right. I, at this point I just think of it now as like, oh, it's that movie where like um I don't know, Ed Begley Jr. Sh- I don't think he's in it, but like, you know, these right. this <laughs> this Julio stock Torres. like forty to fifty people who always show up in like these yeah. Sundance indie comedies that are written by an SNL alum or like whatever. Right. Um, sure. Other yeah. people does that well in a way that, like, I think they usually don't. Anyway, I'm trying to think what my favorite yes. Clemens performance is. I mean, he's he's great in this. Yeah, and I think he's yeah. really great in The Irishman. I just rewatched The Irishman. That's why it's fresh yeah. on the brain. Undeniable. Um, great. I mean, look, him and Dunce. I think I don't love that show really as a whole. I think they're both very mm-hmm. good on Fargo. I, he um, is. He probably gives my favorite performance that has happened on that cursed cursed show um that, that I really don't is like the best season obviously that is the be- that is not only i think that is like I, I don't even think it's like a like the good one i think it's a great season of tv and i kind of think it should have been the only one um he is awesome on that like there's a moment that i think of where it's like oh plimmons got fat for this like where yes. he's like standing in front of the fireplace having thrown away his like bloody clothes into the into the fire and i'm just like holy shit like plimmons gained a lot of weight for this and like he's just sort of standing here in front of the fire nude like just just and i'm like there it was and it was a moment where he did he didn't hadn't quite registered yet that like oh plimmons is like a man now he's like two years older than me but like you know like we're we're not quite out of the breaking bad um friday night lights phase but we are somewhere else now, and like yeah. you, know, you look at this now in Power of the Dog, and like you, like we were saying earlier, Jesse, it's like it's like oh, he's playing like ten years older. But mm-hmm. that moment in Fargo right. is really like a sort of stunning, and it feels almost like an accident that Noah Hawley would even let something that human happen in his show. Yeah, um, it's really good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he um yeah, that's he, funny. His his upcoming things other than. Killers of the Flower Moon. Oh, I mean, some that's gonna be TV so show that. Yeah, that's gonna be. What is great. that? What some is that? TV the show. new Scorsese. 
closing the oh i mean it's it's gonna be it's it's gonna be the event i truly cannot wait right but then the other two things are he's in some tv show that it's not clear if he's in all the episodes that he's what the fuck? He was I, Alan Gore. I should maybe you not can't do that. I don't know if I should That's say funny. this. Um, and then the other thing is that they apparently let Charlie McDowell make another okay. movie that he is that when co-wrote and wait, is this a movie or a TV show? I can't tell because yeah. the two he so there are three people who oh. their credits are developed or no they all have different i'm not credits, watching this movie but <laughs> i'm looking at it right well now. okay so the people there's actually no there's oh my god i'm not watching this. i don't know who the four can we is. get this fact straight and then yeah say so it's is. him it's mcdowell uh. and then siegel who's also in okay. it and it looks like plevin's the lead and then the fucking seven guy don't forget that siegel's got seven, a story the david fincher on this, uh, movie. On this shit yeah, I'm not watching those. Fuck this. Um, what was the thing you shouldn't say, Jack? <laughs> oh, I was well. Whatever. I don't really think this can get traced back to the to the person who uh, told me this. But um, Plimmons was meant to be in the new season of um, uh, Righteous Gemstones. Um, he is not. Oh, that's he's... fun. Yeah, I mean, he would have been really fun. Mm. I, I mean, he's really was... good in Observant Report. He's really right. Great no, in he's Observant so funny. Report. Um, I, I don't really, mm. I don't want him to be one of those guys like Ham, where it's just like he becomes like one of those like comedy circle guys you know like i want him to do it when the role is right and it's not just like Mm -hmm. oh it's plimmons like in game night a movie that like i think is very funny but that sort of like falls in my estimation uh whenever i think about it too hard like with the exception of like rachel mcadams and plimmons i and and magnuson i think that movie is just fine they're all great but plimmons is like right for that role in a really in a really strong way um yes. but the you know Reg Stimson's whatever he was going to do I'm sure he would have been really funny but like the the lead in Killers of a Flower Moon kind of kind of more important like and, and yeah. better a better sure, yes. of him um I do want to say he is also really good in um um the Hank the Cowdog podcast that uh, came out during the pandemic that I listened to that is written yeah, and directed by Jeff Nichols um with a with a wow <laughs> I mean, it's, I know, it's really good. I read those books as a, as a kid. Yeah. Um, targeted the kids? Yeah, uh, yeah, it is. I mean, okay. it's, it's not like some dark, it's sure. not like gritty Hank the Cow Dog. It's, it's, it's not Bel Air. <laughs> I am not familiar with any source material of that. No, but so, I mean, yeah. you know, Dunst is in it oh, too. Um, it's, but it's really good. And it's, it's, I mean, you know, it's got a good, it's got like some Jeff Nichols regulars like Joel Edgerton and Michael Shannon, but like Scoot's in it. Um, Leslie Jordan's in it. It's really good. It's very, it'll take you like wow. He'd be really good in a Nichols movie. Yeah. Who, Plemons? Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, I am really yeah, glad uh, Nichols is no longer doing that quiet place. That, yeah, what a waste like of is he not yes. anymore? Thank no, no, he's not. Yeah. No, he's not. Thank yes. God. <laughs> I was really, really, I was really will, upset about He'll bounce that. back. <laughs> yeah, he'll be back. Um, I can't wait. Yeah, we love we love Midnight Special in this yeah. household. Um, yeah, good movie. Love Plymouth. I kind of like every Nichols loving. that I've seen. Yeah, I, I mean, Loving is like I think Loving is really underrated. You know? Yeah, Loving's great. Yeah, like Loving. Who won Best Actress in 2016? It was Emma Stone. Stone. Yeah, I mean Negashev. Negashev won. That's kind of crazy to me. Fine in that movie. She and Lala. Yeah, no, she's lovely, but like you know, she's. I mean, yeah, I could go up to good. I don't find that performance. Well, let's talk about La La Land for a while. I don't. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Let's get into that. Rank the songs. We can start a fire number one. I like that movie. I don't understand how she won an Oscar for it. Um. But no, yeah. I mean, Nega would be a great win. She's up against Hooper, which is tough. Yeah. yeah. 
Right. I mean, and of it's, course, well, famously her, that year, it's kind of weird for me to look at that and be like, "Oh, I really wish Nega had won." Because also, like, her career besides Preacher has been kind of non-existent for a while. Um, yeah, she was. Yeah, she's in Ad Astra for twenty seconds. Yeah, yeah. Um, she's in Passing now. Which I have you guys seen right. Passing yet? Right. I have seen. I saw Passing at Sundance. Okay, you know what? I remember you talking about it when I the last time I was on. Yeah, yeah. I do like think it? it's I, solid. Yeah. Um, I do like she is the standout element far and away yeah and like it would be very cool if she got another oscar nomination for that i mean i I don't think that's gonna happen but i think passing i don't know i I don't know it's i don't know everyone i mean that loving nomination did kind of come out of who's talking about passing us i guess people are talking about (laughs) who was talking about loving like that movie like it that's like true. she like right. had yeah. not gotten any precursors and like you know, that's, everyone that's was like that was like yeah, that was like, like one where everyone was like oh like, what could have yeah. been and then she got the nom and everyone yeah, was very right. excited about and that. like beat out like banning and yeah. right yeah you know if anyone out there listening to this has a bootleg or or something of Ruth Negga's Hamlet I'd really love to see it if you want to drop it to me um, yes. Sure. Uh, yeah, would be also anyone who wants to get me tickets to see her in Macbeth with Daniel Craig. <laughs> Oh, I yeah, would go. Yeah, doing it. Uh, um, as long as uh, requesting things, I guess. Oh, Andy, is that the way? Andy, they, who are is, they playing? Hold on. Anyway, sorry. Guess? What were you? What were you gonna ask? The leads of Macbeth. <laughs> <laughs> no, I was gonna say Jack. Is that is that the one where you said that you saw the runtime and were like, that is unconscionably long? Probably. No, it might have been. I think it was the Sersha, um Macbeth. Yeah, right. Sure. That one. Macbeth I don't. Is... They haven't done that production at all yet. I don't. It's not like a transfer. Of a no. No. Yeah. Yeah. No. Mac, um, Macbeth is like one of those ones where it is like I, I really do. How long you, uh, Jesse? You have you all seen Macbeth? Colin, you've all seen. We Macbeth. all saw it. No, in New York. Yeah. How long yeah. is how long? Yeah. It's, not very it's under two yeah. hours I that's think. like an yeah, hour see, that's, yeah. Macbeth like should minutes. be under two like because the the text as is like so shakespeare generally is like 1200 lines equals an hour Macbeth is a hair over 2400 i think it's like 26 or something i can't really remember but it's it, yeah. it's kind of unconscionable for Macbeth to ever be over two hours and the search one was some ungodly it was like 245 or something okay. it's like no Jesus. absolutely not that's like what are you doing that you're beefing this this up so much like absolutely not i'm glad to hear that the the uh cohen is is under two that's good yeah unfortunately it's fine. I'm sure. Yeah, I mean, look, it's 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 just Shakespeare. Like it's I, it looks nice. Cullen. There's a few Cullen. there's a few moments that are good. I mean, Cullen's it, it, like this Shakespeare guy. Kind oh, of yeah, a well, listen, no? he's like, it's Shakespeare, or is it? You know. It, it, anyway, and it's uh, the idea of me saying that is just more so that it's like it's not anything that is like. Exciting, I think. No, well, it's I like, mean, it is just like it's Shakespeare with like a couple of visuals, and, yeah, like, and, I, oh. and that's better than that's better than what I would expect. All like the Curzel, I think, is like like actually okay. That but, seems but, sick. <laughs> well, the Curzel's the one, one of those. Ones I remember that movie being stinky. It is kind of stinky poop, but if you watched wrong. it, like if if there was an isolated score version, I think it would be really really great. Um, which is very funny because it's Shakespeare, but you know yeah. it's 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 nice to look at. The score <laughs> I mean, is really good. Yeah, if you got if you got rid of the Shakespeare, rid of the Shakespeare that Shakespeare shit would be great. Um, yeah, yeah. I, um, I think it's just like tragedy Macbeth. Think about a Macbeth. Think about Denzel Washington playing Macbeth. Think about Francis McDormand playing Lady Macbeth. And that's what you you know the movie already. That's <laughs> like yeah. I think, you will not be surprised. Yeah, yeah. I mean. One of those two things is better than um, We yeah, don't. We I, don't need to restate our Macbeth sure, opinions sure, for the. Oh yeah, first yeah time. I, know, I know you guys have done that already. I will say. I will say that. Um, 
I, I am fully expecting the one of the two to, to be as good as I would expect and the other one to be as bad as it sounded when it was announced. I will say that, which is, which sucks. She's fine. <laughs> I think she's um, pretty good. It's sort anyway. of a bummer that like one of the most, to me, like one of the most like exciting, like living actresses in her, like, you know, in her age range, her last, her, her, her two, her two most recent big roles i will say i mean she's great in french dispatch but she's so um, good in the she french is dispatch. fucking oh killer God. in french dispatch that that's like i'm so glad she's in that because um and, and as good as she is because like when i think about her performances and we'll talk her, about that unlike Macbeth, which we might just <laughs> never talk about again <laughs> um her, her you know her, her two oscar performances most recent i'm just like i don't even think they're technically bad performances i'm just like i don't know what this is like i don't know what i'm supposed to really walk sure. away from this per, per, the, per, the movie right. i don't I, no one needs to relitigate either of those movies. The performances themselves are really like I just feel like you are just sort of doing Fran in a way, like in a way that is not registering for me. Is you know I don't know. It's it's rough. Um, and so um, I you know it's a bummer. All right, we're, we've gotten pretty far afield. Yeah. Does anyone have any anyway. final <laughs> Power of the Dog I thoughts? So. I would like to I maybe do, move um, to wrap up. Yeah, I do I, say. Oh, go ahead. Oh no, no, please, please, please. I was just gonna say I do. Um, I love this sort of cowboy aesthetic that this movie has where it's like they are ranchers it's not like you think of a western of like you know cowboys six shooters all that it is just like these guys have to work with animals and they have to do all this like bullshit there's the great moment where they're all like laying out in the sun when they have like free time Um, it made me think of the show Godless which I think also has a good handle on that sort of even though that goes more into like shoot him up stuff whatever yeah. you would call it like yeah. uh, there's like a very specific yeah. specific thing of like cowboys wearing gloves that I think is like not done which, a lot which he doesn't and, well, do so then, it's a thing I, in this yeah well, I was yeah. just about to say there's the scene there's the scene speaking of doing dumb shit with animals <laughs> there's the scene where he castrates the cow yeah. and they're like why aren't you wearing gloves he doesn't wear I mean and that's Cumberbatch <laughs> didn't wear gloves when he did any of the shit on set like he's apparently he's got like rope bird forever now and shit which is very cool um very but very yeah. mad all of him um, and there's that scene where they're picking up the fence posts or whatever, and he, yeah, yeah. he obviously he cuts his hand. Um, and yeah, then McPhee, sure. there is like little touches of modernity in this that I think are very fascinating. Like yeah. we talked about the tennis aspect of it. He we feels like he's well, yeah. No, you, it's funny. You're, we've talked about the tennis letterbox several um, times without talking about your letterbox. Well, I mean, no, yeah, my letterbox review is very is very good. Um, uh, one of my faves, uh, my one of my fave letterbox reviews of this movie is is like you be like, I didn't realize that it tennis back then. Well, listen, um, it was a joke. That's the thing. It People... did, I know, but it's also like it does. You were talking about like what's the, what are the, the shoes that uh, I mean, that, like that, he, he wears these wearing. white sneakers that yes. look like Vans. He looks like he's visiting from NYU, like. Yesterday, yeah, <laughs> you know, he's got, really good. Um, what's the other thing? Damn well, it! While you're really thinking about, yeah, it. I mean, I guess when we were talking about like people who could play that Cody Smith McPhee yeah. character, we did leave out Andy Germuk. That is, yeah, so that's true. I I did in my notes, like in a, like when I sort of had like these aspirations for like, okay, how am I going to derail them, et cetera, et cetera. I I thought about like hula hooping the entire time. Um, and yeah, that cut to him hula hooping is very funny it's, and very so good. it's one of the funniest <laughs> shots I've ever seen but I also thought about like doing a bit where I would like continue to compliment the enormous cowboy hat that Andy wore to the recording and I'm just 
I suffered a tiny personal tragedy this week and I just couldn't commit to it. I'm really sorry, but Andy, the hat is stunning um, on you. Um, uh-huh. real you don't quick, think it's I, too I, big? You don't think it's no, too big? No, 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 it's perfect. I actually think you should pick up the bigger one sitting behind you and put it on. Okay. Uh, yeah, I think you could always right. bigger. Um, I will say one thing is that I didn't like what I was saying about Frances McDormand a second ago. I don't like not like clarifying my thoughts very well. What I'll say is sure. I think she sucks in Nomadland and uh, Three Billboards. I'll just make it very clear. I think she yeah. sucks in both of those. Um, <laughs> and, and, and I will say I also like Nomadland. I just think she kind of sucks in it. Um, the, uh, yeah. the rubber gloves also that McPhee uses. Yeah. It's just yeah. a thing of like crazy to think they had rubber gloves back then. Yeah, it's um, well, that's in these so little. It's not that long. These, ago. I know, but that's the thing. Right, that's but the thing. It's like I thought it was maybe it. earlier than it was, and then like, oh, right. it's like we, further into the 20th don't century than I realized. Things like rubber gloves, or like you know, automobiles, or like what, or tennis, or things like that, with this concept of the old west that like Phil as a man mm-hmm. is like trying to to sell to himself and the world. Um, like and because the and because of yeah. that they're on the periphery of the or the peripheral the, on the, the, the they're on the periphery of this movie in a way that like is um when, again when you cut to things like the city or to the hula hooping or whatever is like oh shit like this really is like a, not a it is a period piece but this is not quite as period as i thought it might have been yeah um, yeah well there's in the book there's a really beautiful section near the beginning where um they're talking about like these catalogs they all get where like all the ranchers and like the stuff they're gonna order and stuff like that like and they talk about yes. records and things and it's really funny because like phil just like wa- like is thinking about how how silly and foolish they all are ordering their vinyl and stuff <laughs> yeah <laughs> which is very funny um yeah, and i am uh P- Peter bought that uh, um, hula hoop directly from Norville Barnes. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. Um, perfect. <laughs> For kids. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Um, he. Um, oh, I do also want to say, just on the way it looks, um, rare, like incredible looking drone shots. Yeah. Um, yeah. Like I think there is some. They 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 handle it well. Like I remember like. Totally. It's a thing that I'm too stupid to pick out a drone. Shot. I mean, it's just a thing that like I just notice, and like I'm like sometimes it works and sometimes it right. Doesn't. I like, mean, it's it's I feel like when we go ahead when we talked about Happy as Lazaro. There's yeah. like some pretty jarring drone shots mm. in that because the rest yes. of the movie is very well shit. because she has such a good. I mean, one thing we didn't say is that this is obviously not filmed in Montana. This was filmed in in her native New Zealand, and yes. um, it's really stunning and and is a really good set in. I think for that, especially like if you are an American watching this, which we all are, you um you have this concept of like older America that like we were never you know got to be alive for and so for all any of us could have known if we didn't know this was shot in New Zealand you might have thought like oh they found a weird you know a couple mountains in Montana that that this could have could have been but it's not it mm-hmm. is a place that for for again for modern Americans is like almost kind of a mythical place in a lot of ways and and it right. makes that yeah. that vision of the old west feel so uh specific and real uh, in a very cool way and I, I agree with Colin I think the drone shots are really well done like uh, tricky to pull off yeah. but like like I think pay off really well so yeah I mean I probably don't have to defend Alicia Rohr Rocker but to do that quickly mm-hmm. That movie is so fucking weird, and she's such a weird director. Of course there's weird drone shots in it. Yeah. Sure. Um, okay. I, I'm i going to read what... Uh, Emilio posted something in our group DM that I think he I think he wants read. If he, if not, I apologize for reading this, Emilio. I'll ask him I'd if he like to hear it. I'd like yeah. to hear it. So it's, yeah. He said, Power of the Dog is a masterclass about how people are different around different people, which is a thing I have felt my whole life but rarely see in film. How old were you when you met Bronco Henry? One of the best lines I've seen in a movie ever. 
um, are what his Which is funny, for this because movie. Emilio, yesterday I was like, I didn't know that he, whatever, getting into planning of this podcast, I didn't know that he wasn't going to make it. Um, and he was like, I also am like, don't really love camping, so I'm not like, I don't want to be there and be like a downer. Right. I don't like it. And then he's like, I wish I was there. I think this movie's great. So. <laughs> yeah. he, he sends his yes. regrets. Um, I'm, I'm excited to talk more with him about it. I'll probably do yeah. it right yes. after this. I, yeah, I imagine it'll come up uh, in on future episodes. Yeah. Certainly, um, for sure. I'll tell you what I do. Um, I, I, I like I said, I, I will will not um, commit to my threats to keep you guys up really late. But the reason I do yeah. have the book um, is because um, I did want to like read a, like a little passage from it just to get an idea of what like Campion you know got from sure. this and um, and I think it's actually really apt because this is a moment Colin that you referred to a couple of times throughout the episode um, I will say that I, I was very nervous about this I did look into copyright laws and you guys will not get in trouble for me reading this out loud okay. cool. <laughs> I, I appreciate that. that yeah absolutely. okay yeah and I've got no 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 you read a book on my show I'm gonna read a book on your show um, but this is this is like close to the end it's it's after the it's after the uh, the hides are, are sold um, and it's, it's Peter and Phil in the barn. Uh, they entered the long, dark barn that smelled of dust and manure and hay. Yes, and of years. Pale light knifed down from the crazy high windows. Phil? Phil's tongue had now swollen with anger. Hmm? And then the boy touched his arm. Touched it. Phil, I've got rawhide to finish the rope. You've got it. What you doing with rawhide? And the boy's hand remained right where it was. I cut some up, Phil. I wanted to learn, to braid like you. Please take what I've got. They were facing each other, and the boy's hand remained right where it was. You've been good to me, Phil. Take what I've got. You've been good to me. Phil, at that moment, in that place that smelled of years, felt in his throat what he'd, want, what he'd felt once before, and dear God knows, never expected nor wanted to feel again for the loss of it breaks your heart i mean that is just it's it's one of yeah, these yeah. like just the most stunning mm-hmm. prose but like it, one of those ex- things where like you um so i recently uh, an adaptation that i was really taken by like as an adaptation purely although i i, re- I have not thought much about the movie since i saw it which i'm kind of surprised by um but dune really does you know takes these long passages and manages to like make them these long prosaic passages and makes them you know feel um very tangible on screen in ways that are you're able to do without words which like a lot of adaptations are not good at like i'm thinking specifically of um a weird one but like revolutionary road a a dreadful movie but like the book is very good and, and the writing in the book is very good and that movie doesn't make it work at all um for many reasons one of which is just that the 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 prose and any feeling from it are gone but dune manages to take like exposition and turn it into like something that is happening in front of you and what campion and what the you know the actors in this film are doing um are are taking these i mean that that those words you know the dear god never expected nor wanted to feel again for loss of it breaks your heart you can feel that in what cumberbatch is doing really strongly and you can i won't read further but it is it also talks a little bit about it well, actually, skip ahead just for a second. Peter was moved too, in some astonishing way beyond his pagan petitions. His poor mother had taken his own plan right out of his hands, and as he stood feeling the hand that gripped his shoulder, he seemed to hear a voice whispering that he was as special as he believed himself to be. Um, mm-hmm. And it is this moment that, even though what is happening between the two of them is that it, this this boy is 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 taking 
matters into his own hand and saving his mother from from this like certain cruelty um even though that is like what is happening on a functional story level these guys are realizing that that in this moment they have um more in the other than they will ever have with probably like another living person um yeah and and not to be like you know very standard uh you know tragic gay narrative about it but it, it goes deeper than like the fact that they can't be together even i don't i mean can't be together not like it's 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 not a romance <laughs> in that sense but it, it's deeper than mm-hmm. than like love almost it is like longing for stuff you can't actually have or be um for identities that you don't actually get to know and i think that's the tragedy of this movie and it's what leads both of them to be such destructive human beings uh which is incredibly sad i mean this is one of the saddest mm-hmm. movies i've seen in a really yeah. long time um yeah. yeah imagine all the things you wouldn't have like broken if you had no it, 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 like imagine like you know all the all the like harm you wouldn't do if you were able to like fully be yourself you know but then also mm-hmm. that's like what the title mm-hmm. the power of the dog is about is like nature is still gonna take its course right. um and things are still gonna like get destroyed and and broken and all you can really do is like look for moments like realizing that someone you uh, uh, feel yourself in wants to like finish your braid, you know? It's beautiful. I mean, it's so beautiful. This is like mm-hmm. the movie of the year for me, really. Until Drive My Car, which I think is gonna be like my, f- I have heard everyone <laughs> yeah. tell me, Jack, you are gonna get rewired by yes. that movie. I'm seeing it next week, I think. I'm very excited. I'm looking forward to it. I'm seeing uh, Wheel of Fortune and Fantasy uh, next weekend. I can't right. wait. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. Um. All right. Yes, I am begging well, yeah. us to end this episode because. Yeah. Sorry. Sorry. I, yes. That was. That's I, okay. Yeah. I wanted to save that for. I. For, I yes. For thank you. Yeah. Thank you for doing that. And boy, course, yeah. I should get into books more because boy. Um, yeah, book, anyway. Yeah, book, uh, yeah, books. Books is good. Books is good. Yeah. yeah. Um, Jack, thank you so much for joining us again. We wouldn't have it any other way. Please tell us uh, what you would like to plug or mention or anything. Yeah, I do have a couple things, and I will make them quick. So I do have a show, a podcast that I I will be releasing the most, (laughs) the 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 last salvageable recorded episode of before the end of this year, Um, uh, and then I will be slowly getting back into um, the show next year. I, uh, I, I've got to get a couple things working on a technical level, but, but the show is Ain't Debuts. Um, you have all been guests. Emilio has been a guest, um, and you will all be back. Um, uh, it is a show that, uh, talks about directors, uh, feature debuts, um, and is, uh, uh, one of my favorite things I got to do last year. Um, just got very busy, but, but I'm very much looking forward to doing it again at some point in the future. You can subscribe pretty much anywhere. Um, mm-hmm. and, uh, and I think all of your episodes are really, really good. Um, let's see what else. Um, uh, <clears throat> I'm going to be that guy. Um, and I'm going to send you the link so you can put it in your show notes because, damn it, I want subscribers. Sure. Um, uh, I have a winter mix that I make every year that uh, I think of all course. of have been subscribing to for the last couple okay. of years. And this comes out this Friday, right? Yes. Or yeah. sometime soon. Okay, cool. So, yep. yeah. It'll, and, and it's a, it's a, I think of it as a, a very, like, uh, it's it's a long holiday mix called Slade that I started making when I was feeling, like, very isolated, having just moved to Nashville um a couple of years ago wasn't going home for christmas and i continued it last year because pandemic and everything and now it's just like a part of my year all of you um have like you know contributed like an interstitial or or like suggestions or like what have you that kind of thing um and at this point i sent it to so many strangers and stuff it is like so long it's like this one i just hit the 14 hour mark but it's like i'm finding that like the more people i send it to the more i hear from strangers who are like hey i'm really glad i had like 
this thing to like pull me out of a holiday funk or whatever. So it is called Slade. Um, this is the third one. So I went for the pun and it's called Slade Trinity. Um, I will be dropping it. Um, That's good. <laughs> thank you, Colin. Um, uh, I will be dropping it like a week before Christmas and I will send you guys the subscription form. It's, it's totally free. You just gotta, you just yeah. put your email in and I will send it to you. Um, and then I'm on Twitter. Um, I've changed my at since the last time I was here and I've never had to say this out loud <laughs> yet. So, but I, um, my Twitter is Jack Left on Read R E A D. That's my name. Um, it's supposed to be like Left on Red, but I don't think the pun works because my name isn't pronounced that way. That's um, right. Yeah. You could change the way your name is. I, people say that all the time, and I think about it. But now, but I, I don't know. Or like I, change your at to R E E D. No, fuck no, fuck you. <laughs> I'm not gonna. Huh? Don't, don't, <laughs> that's not my name. <laughs> um, <laughs> But that's also my letterbox, um, and that's it. And the last thing I would like to plug is um, uh, 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 the Can I Kick It coffee. I don't know. Yeah. Wow. Am I allowed to plug that? Am I allowed to plug <laughs> Of course, that? yes. More details the, on that later. The, is the challenge still up? Like, is, is, is I mean, no one's kicked it off yet. There's wow, a, there, really? there is a challenge that no one has There's kicked off There's a new one? That's I'm still wrong. waiting on the little dance <laughs> I that I, as that I recall. Well, that's I the little over and done with. Yeah. That, the that, dream of that is dead. <laughs> yeah, but I think I deserve one because I was the first contributor to that. So yeah. what do you think I... No, nope. sorry. They didn't get there. The, the rest of the community let you down. Yeah, they really like, fucked up. Didn't they? Anyway, those are all my plugs. Yeah. Uh, but yeah. yes, what what is that one? Is it if we get fifty in a month? I forget what it is. It's not that. We don't many, need to get think. into this. <laughs> it was like twenty yeah, a month 50. or something. This is twenty. All right, for, if we get twenty dollars over the oh, course 50 of a month, it starts. I thought it was twenty donors or something. I don't remember. Jesus. Fifty dollars sounds sure. right. We get fifty dollars over over the course is of a month. Is that a piece or is that like all together? No, all together, all added. All together. How do you split over fifty dollars four ways? I've not seen a dime from this show yet, so I don't know what the split is. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> you don't. If such a thing were to happen, sure. and we got a nice little holiday bonus, <laughs> of then you all would get a nice little holiday bonus, which would be Andy reading the wasteland. <laughs> yeah. Don't we all want that? Plug the rest of the stuff. I beg you. <laughs> I want. I want any and all money back that I've ever given you. I don't want Andy to read the wasteland. Come on, it'd be so good. I, yeah. I no. I I kind of think that like it should be donor's <laughs> choice. I think that like every donor, everyone who well, donates, that's you that you give five dollars immediately. I think that every donor who donates like you know five dollars towards this should put the name of something. In and then you all draw from that once you hit fifty, and you have. Well, to no, this is the other. The, the other thing we have is that if you pledge a recurring donation, we'll fulfill a request, <laughs> and we'll really? get the plug. And it's can't. Yeah, you just ko dash yes. fi dot com. Oh yeah, yeah. Go ahead and say. So that. we don't have to do it later. <laughs> We're getting, no, and, and that's good actually, because I'm gonna. Yeah, yeah. I have stuff to yeah. say. Okay, um, yeah. Anyway, yeah. Go ahead, Jesse. All right, you can follow us on Twitter at. Can I kick it? Or on Letterbox at CIKI Pod. You can follow me on either of those platforms at JCP Glick Weber. Uh, I'd like to. I don't know. I think I had something, but I just. I don't know. Okay. Okay. Maybe I'll come up with it while you two are talking. Sure. Uh, right. We mentioned the coffee. I'm not going to do get into any of that again. My name's Andy. You can find me online at Andy T. Germ, A-N-D-Y-T-G-E-R-M. 
Uh, in lieu of like a real plug this week, I'd just like to take a few minutes, and I'm going to try to do this without getting emotional, but I apologize if I'm not able to do so, uh, to acknowledge the passing of Stephen Sondheim, who passed away uh, as this episode is released one week ago. Uh, he was, you know, not only obviously like my favorite artist ever, I think he's no question the greatest artist of the 20th century. Like, you know, the, people have talked about how great the work is. And I obviously concur with all of that and echo it and encourage anyone to just seek out some of his work and, and spend some time with it because it's so rewarding and, and so beautiful. I want to talk about just very briefly four aspects of him as a person that I just so admire and so uh, want to bring into my life that uh, uh, are I'm, I've been ruminating on in the week since his passing. Uh, him as a, a student uh, first. Uh, he was, of course, mentored by the great Oscar Hammerstein and studied uh, with Milton Babbitt in college. And, and he was someone who spoke about how important, how, just how important it was that he is part of that great lineage of musical theater from Hammerstein on and how what we have lost by losing someone who was so closely connected to that era uh, is uh, something that uh, is is just impossible to state. Uh, second, him as a... Uh, a teacher. Uh, he uh, was uh, someone who cared very deeply about the art form and about mentoring young artists and reaching out to young artists. He spoke often about teaching as a sacred profession. And uh, he was just, you know, he started this Young Playwrights Festival. It wasn't just musical theater. He, you know, if you see Tick, Tick, Boom, you see how important he was to young musical yeah. theater artists and how engaged and invested he was in that, making sure that world and, and all that continued. Uh, just a, a, a tremendous effort uh, and time that he spent encouraging more people and teaching them and giving them his, his honest opinions. Third, him as a patron. He was someone who loved art and loved to consume it. Uh, his, uh, one thing that went around in the wake of his death was his like 50 favorite movies list, which was like an eclectic and exciting mix of movies, so most cool. of which I have not seen. Yeah. He was an avid moviegoer. He loved all sorts of uh, obscure and, and challenging art film. Uh, and he, one of his last things that he did was he went and got, saw two documentary theater plays running on Broadway uh, like two days before he died. And he was just always so excited to see and engage with new work, uh, even stuff that was like not at all related to like what his field was. And finally, um, uh, him as, um, it was a, okay, sorry. Um, a patron and a collaborator. This was the last aspect that I wanted to speak to. He was someone who worked in one of the most collaborative art forms. He worked in the theater. He was a composer and a lyricist. From the very beginning, he was collaborating with Arthur Lawrence, Leonard Bernstein, Julie Stein, all these people from the very beginning. And he continued to work in this art form where he loved to work with a, a, someone else to create the characters, and he loved to go in and examine and deepen the characters. He so loved actors and loved working with actors. And there are so many iconic actors who, you know, have a signature Sondheim song that they're just so able to 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 bring work with and bring something out of. And just he, you know, Hal Prince, uh, John Weidman, James Lapine, all these people. Some of them great on their own. Some of them, you know, reach their peak of their artistic potential working with Sondheim. He was just someone who was so ready to work with others was and 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 to 
you know, have a collaborative relationship in the, in this artistic making process, keeping the audience in, as, in mind as a collaborator. Uh, I just, it, it, that is what I think about when I think about like, how do I bring the lessons of how he lived his creative life into yeah. something like this project, this podcast or, or, or anything like that. Just someone who is able to reach out, work with others, collaborate, communicate with each other to create art. I think it's just so beautiful what he was able to accomplish in that particular fashion, uh, aside from his just his own exclusive himself genius. And I think uh, I just really want to honor that. And he was always so quick to give credit to his collaborators and, and, and talk about how someone else was able to like bring his song to life or bring ideas to him. And I just, uh, I'm, I'm so grateful we had the time we had with him. I'm so grateful for the body of work he leaves behind. I'm so grateful there. I still feel like I have so much to discover in his work, even though I've been obsessed with it since I was, you know, eight, like like 12 or 13 years old. Um, and uh, he's just uh, the most important artistic figure who I can think of. And I just wanted to speak for a few minutes to give tribute to him. And I apologize if I went on too long, but uh, that is all I have to say That's on that fun. subject. Uh, I will say, speaking of working with lots of collaborators, I do remember what I wanted to plug. Can I just say what we're going to do at the end of the sure. year so that people sure. can prepare? <laughs> yeah. Uh, of course, last year we uh, we had, we did the uh, the 12 guests of Mankmas, the famous Manktacular, uh, and we will be bringing back this year, we will be doing... The France-tacular, in which we will discuss Bruno Dumont's France and uh, uh, Wes Anderson's The French Dispatch. So check out both of those films. Uh, the French Dispatch uh, is going to be on VOD. Uh, December 12th. December 14th. Yeah, very soon. One of those. Uh, also uh, a I believe, yeah, uh, France is coming. I believe the plan is still theaters and virtual cinemas December 10th. And then our episode uh, with 12 guests will be out on Christmas Eve. And it will also be our 100th episode. Yes. And that's my right. 32nd birthday. Congra <laughs> yeah. Uh, congratulations, guys, on 100. Wow. Um, but yeah. I'm oh, gladly on everything. Yeah. <laughs> See you later. I'm sorry for... <laughs> no. no, please. I certainly won't plug Spanglish now. <laughs> oh. Just out of respect for you. I, um. I think you should. Did you have a good time? Wait, I knew... Did you have a good time? Spanglish like is, a, is a, a masterpiece in its own, right? Yeah. Um, okay. I was hoping you would have a good time with that. Uh, but there is something I do want to talk about that I think is also great, which is Peter Jackson's The Beatles Get Back, which... Uh, went this year from something that I was like, oh, right, that's coming out. That'll be interesting. Yeah. To seeing the trailer being like, whoa, they get like <laughs> crazy footage of them yeah. to then being like, this is eight hours long. This is going to be sick as hell. <laughs> and it is. <laughs> it's everything. I have not that I, yet. I got oh, it. I, got I mean, it. I'm very excited. It's just one of those things. People, I think, have talked about the specific way that it looks yeah and i think it's one of those things that you just notice for the first 10 minutes and then there's you know 560 minutes left or whatever the math is and you don't think about it again and it is access to a band at a time that we've like never had before yeah. uh and to see the moments that they have together as people who have known each other since they were 15 is 
like magic. Like the way that they all call Ringo rich or that they John Lennon just does bits for like 30 minutes <laughs> and Paul McCartney's like cracking up after they're like George Harrison's like, yeah, I don't want to do this anymore, and leaves. And he's like, maybe he left the band for good. And then John Lennon's like making jokes about masturbating. <laughs> like, yeah. it is such a insane thing to see and to have. And I think it's incredible. Watch the Beatles get back. I'm excited too. Um, and watch Spanglish and watch Beckett. Um, since we're not quite at the, 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 the three, since we're not quite at Colin's bedtime, I am going to do something real quick. Uh, this is not a plug. This is not anything. This is just for Andy, really. Um, um, but I didn't realize that I didn't realize that you hadn't had a recording since, since Sondheim passed. Yes. Um, and I will, I'll, I'll go ahead and say that we, you and I will probably talk much more Sondheim because the, the movie we are doing for Ain't Debuts is a movie that we both love. We are doing Tick, 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 Boom, uh, yes. early next year. Wow. Um, I thought but, I was going to be on that. <laughs> Everybody's making that joke. <laughs> like I know more about it than Andy. Me. Um, but this so, so lots to talk about. That. But but Andy, yeah. I don't know if you know this, and if you do, I do apologize. But I like yeah. you know you talk about connection. You know, making connections with with art and stuff. And I, one thing I think a lot about that I'm actually trying to both be better at like acknowledging is like d- doesn't mean it's going to be the same for everybody. Um, but also trying to be more honest about um, is when you have these like personal connections that are kind of undeniable. And and the buried lead of um, uh, power of the dog and me is that this book when i read it in college um reminded me of um a relationship that i wished that i could have had with my brother that i no longer speak to um which mm-hmm. is funny because you you think you look at these two guys and you think um they don't uh, you know they, they don't really get along or like whatever but it is like you know i my brother and i like really have virtually no relationship whatsoever except like mm-hmm. some you know this level of contempt that is really hard to get away from um yeah. but th- in this book they there are so many passages about um you know like phil like trying to find where george is or like whatever and i read that book in college and i remember thinking very specifically this is how i wish i could feel about my own brother and i'm mm-hmm. really grateful the movie doesn't have that this, that story is not what it's telling um, because I think that would have been like maybe too much for me to handle. Um, it is a really beautiful book, and Colin, yes, it is on on bookshelves um, uh, and available for you to read. It is stunning. Um, maybe I'll the, write the Wikipedia page for it. I, I should actually. That'd be but a the, great project for you. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I got time. Um, but the thing about Sondheim, Andy, and personal yes. connection, um, and a story that I, I don't think that I've told you, um, yeah. is that like one of my best memories in my whole life, like ever, ever. Um, is um, a couple of months after my my uh, wife and I like began dating, um, mm-hmm. is that we um, um, we were going to the Folger uh, in Washington D.C. Mm-hmm. Um, to see some exhibit, and uh, um, or or some something I really cannot remember what it was, but it was raining. We were in her car and we were like sitting outside and waiting for it to open. And we were talking about musicals because that was like you know theater was like was our great right. unifier at, um, at that point. And, um, you know, like at that point, I was a big fan of like an enormous fan of company, my favorite musical, um, also Into the mm-hmm. Woods and, and, and all of it. But the, the kind of the one Sondheim that always eclipsed me um, and I just like I heard how difficult it was and everything mm-hmm. I just never got exposed to it was merely We Roll Along. Um, and it is uh, it is my wife's favorite musical uh, in the world. Mm-hmm. And she told me beat by beat, like what happens in the show and reverse mm-hmm. chronology as it happens. Right. Um, and. Uh, and it is such a special memory to me. And, mm-hmm. you know, like, of course, like, the, you know, I've, I've since seen the show. I saw the really beautiful version that was at um, New York Theater Workshop um, mm-hmm. a couple of years ago um, and, and all that. And, and, and I love it. I, I love the music and everything. Um, but it's such a beautiful memory to me. And I'm so glad that I have it. 
Um, and I'm so glad that Sondheim wrote that show because if he hadn't, that would not have been like the moment that I knew that I loved mm -hmm. my wife or the person who would be my wife. And so Andy, just, I wanted to share that with you because yeah. I know how much Sondheim means to you. So thank you. Of course. Thank you for letting um, me, thank you for letting me take up more time on your show to talk course. about myself. <laughs> we're not going to quite break two and a half hours, but we're no, still it's fine. I don't care. I, <laughs> I mean, look, I don't want to be, I don't want to be. I can Peter, ask, you know? I can ask Andy a question that <laughs> no. might take up the next uh, year. In, in my mind, oh my Peter God. Bushman still has the best episode of the show, hands down, and, and it will sure. always be, and that, and that should always be the longest episode, I feel. Sure. So. Uh, Emilio, when I wasn't here, he plugged something that I liked on Letterboxd a lot. Sure. So I'll do the same for him. I, he's I'm laugh alone on Twitter and yeah. I laugh alone mm -hmm. on Letterboxd. That's correct. And I know that he loved American Graffiti. So oh, right. That's cool. Watch American wow. Graffiti. Maybe more I thoughts from him on that in the future. Who don't knows? really think about Probably. Wow. I yeah. haven't seen it and I love George. Um, it's good. And our, um, our theme song is by Tree Related. Tree Related, Tree -related on, yes. Uh, on Spotify, SoundCloud, and... Spotify. Yeah. And so I... We'll release our onions. Goodbye, everybody. Bye bye. Bye, everyone. Who let the dogs out? Was nice, the party was bumping. And everybody having a ball. Until the fellas started in calling. And the girls respond to the call. I hear a boom and shout out. Who let the dogs out? 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 I see the young Get back, Ruffy, get back, you flea-infested mongrel. 